Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday the 14th of August 2010. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Yes! Oh, I did that last week, bugger. And Zachary Burgess. Hi. And this time, in reverse order again. Yes, yeah, just keep I mixing it up. It. Uh, that way. That's the... probably why Rob just went, yes, because he wasn't prepared. Indeed. Fouling you up once more. Well, the fact that you said the exact same thing, but in a different place, makes it different, I think. Do you think? Arguably. Different enough. It's a different enough no. intro from last time. It's like a character with a catchphrase. If I was to go, yes, like like three times, then that's a catchphrase. I you already have. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, you just did it the third time. It's <laughs> now, now officially your catchphrase, Rob. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I need to like tag this episode with this week <laughs> on yes. Yeah. No, this is still the salad cast and not yes. <laughs> well, the episode name, kind of. Anyway, so this week on Sit On To Ment On, how's it going, guys? <laughs> a good week? Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's been a, a week. <laughs> it's but, been some days. It's been, no, it's been a bit been more a than a week, really, since the last one. Yeah, well, a week and a half That's again. True. Yeah, it's been a week, but not a not a week week. So week. Yeah, no, nah, it's been all right. It's been all right. Who's going to go Ooh. first? Then? Oh, yes. It's like fuck right, that really? on. Let's get on. Well, yeah, you know what? I, I, I was doing that because there was a moment of awkward silence. Unless you wanted me to talk about MFM. What the hell is MFM? Oh my gosh, it's a sensation. Even if I do something by <laughs> myself, it is it is somewhat of my own trumpet blowing. But uh, MFM is basically the uh, uh, my supreme mashed potato that I have just consumed. Okay, let me guess. It says for like motherfucking rash. <laughs> <laughs> it clearly um, does. Yeah, pretty close. It's it's, it's my fucking mash, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Because, you I know, thought... another fucking mash could be anyone's mash, but this one's mine. <laughs> yes, but then you can't... Then other that people can't say anyone. that. Because it's like, it can't be a brand name or whatever, because everyone yeah. will get their own. <laughs> We'd be calling it your fucking mash, and we'd be calling it my yeah. fucking mash. So, or Rob... Yeah but, it's, Rob... yeah, but it's mine. No one else can make my mash. Yeah, but call it Rob's fucking mash, then. RFM. Read the fucking manual. Oh, that's already taken, that... That one's taking. Well, it's RTFM, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, technically, but only because the is one of those stupid words that no one can decide whether to put in their acronyms or not. I love how we independently developed that ac- that phrase from the internet. Like, the internet has to read the fucking manual, but we had, from ages past, read the manual! Read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, Robbie, you could explain the story of that. Oh, man. It, I can't remember what the television channel was called. What was it? It was a... It really... was a... Yeah, oh, it was, it was like stupid... a foreign channel on Sky, wasn't it, that turned up trying to be a games-orientated television channel? <laughs> it was the cheapest but it was channel like Italian ever. Italian or something, yeah. It, yeah. Was like, it was cheaper than Quiz Call. And, uh... and they, they made their money by having like extended quizzes, didn't they, where you phone in on a phone line at Quiz. And the answer is always D. Type. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 well, that's, that's the other yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. There were always four, either four or five. It's multiple choice questions, and there were always either four or five answers. And obviously the, the answer was, the, it was in the style of those TV quizzes where the answer is incredibly obvious, right? And the answer was, there was a trend that the answer was always the fourth one down. So if it was, it was four out of four or four out of five or D or... Yeah. Or whatever the fourth option was, it was always that one. It always happened. And 
yeah, it was just the the most atrocious thing ever. And the 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 the, the read the manual catchphrase came from this program they were talking about because they they seem to get behind like one of these free to play MMOs. These, these right. web-based ones, so they got they got quite behind it. And um, one time they set up had a phone in, so it was like a Q and A session about the game and stuff. You write us things, and we'll tell you how to do it, kind of stuff, which is cool in principle, except for the fact they had a video link to um, this supposed like, guy. guru of the game or something who'd been playing it for quite a while. A terrible, you know, he terrible was, video link. But yeah, it was a terrible link. It was like watching like. Um, the first version of mobile phone video, you know, that kind of shitty frame rate, terrible pixelatedness. Yeah. Um, except this guy was basically a giant douche. Because um, he wouldn't answer any question he was given in any kind of sane manner. He just sort of... And um, <laughs> turned out in stupid fashion. You couldn't understand half of you say. Yeah, you couldn't understand half of you say. Apart from the one phrase where he was asked a question and he just went, read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the genesis of Read the Manual, which was the R equivalent of RTFM, which is now internet standard. But uh, I still like to say just the, in the classic voice. Oh, I remember it was called. It was Games Network. Yeah, that's yeah. it, Games Network. Oh, and uh, yeah, because it was, was it Italian or something? I don't know. I and, think it was Italian, yeah, or Spanish. I think that day we were watching it and the, the same quiz came on every advert break and uh, yeah. we heard this Italian woman say the words Metal Gear Solid to Sons of Liberty. Yeah, I was about to say actually because I swear they always did their competitions in that set and then didn't bother to move the solid snake cardboard cutout from the set like no matter what yeah. the, the, the competition was. So it's like, oh, it's that Metal Gear competition again. No, they're talking about SimCity or something. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. So, and yes. I always remember they had they had these weird, this weird I can't remember what it was for it was like um just a random bit of game footage or something that they just decided to show randomly but it, it was called like on this program called TNT or something and, and which had the worst like CG intro like basically flash style like intro to it and had um uh I think it was it ACTC or something well yeah anyway I can't remember what it was but there's this rock song that's all good goes TNT like yeah, Dino Mike the TNT yeah, and it just sort of did, that was the coolest bit of the network, I think. <laughs> why can't uh, this is a question for you guys? Why doesn't um, what? It's 2010, right? And there still isn't a decent like games program Nobody's on TV. Nobody's ever done it right. Have they? Like, well, I suppose there's I mean, been a few gleaming examples, like um, ah, uh, oh, what's it called? There's the one with um, is it Violet, someone or other? Oh, I know. Which is still running? Is it? Or it was fairly recently on like Bravo and stuff. Because she used to be in like oh, video Bites net or, or something, whatever it was or, or something. I can't remember on cha- Channel Four. But there's never been a proper. Me- I mean, back when it was like Mega Drive and stuff, there was kid stuff like Games Ma- Master or whatever, uh, which was pretty cool. Th- yeah, and they were pretty <laughs> cool. But at this point, there I think there ought to be like a half hour long on the BBC games because there's enough news and stuff to talk about. You can make it fairly fairly good. You know, you it. Uh, I mean, I think it needs to be like the equivalent of like film. Of a film section, yeah. It's, it's like, entirely it's possible to do, like, but you've got to keep it they, focused, is the thing. It's like that's what they try and do with that stupid click program on the news channel, where it's like that's also includes other computer stuff and not just games. But it's like yeah. that's sort of vaguely professionally created. <laughs> well, no, it's because they always aim these programs at the demographic that doesn't exist. These sort yeah. of awesome, totally wicked, check this out. Yeah, you know, that's kind not, of, um, you know, that's the, not these people don't exist. It's just kind of, most game players nowadays are probably sort of like 
sort of teenagers still middle no they'll be beyond that they'll be sort of like emo <laughs> i guess nowadays <laughs> rather than like totally wicked you just need to make it a very Man, broad I'm drink appeal some beer. and you need to just not force too much of it of style on it and just let it no. speak for itself i'll tell you what the problem is the presenters it's always the fact that they centralize on this like presenter orientated show it never works um, yeah. You want to just get to get down to the facts. I suppose that's, in essence, you want just a sequence of slots, like as yeah, if you were trawling through the have... videos on game trailers. But then again, that's game that, trailers. That's game know. trailers. Yeah, Do we that, need a show? That, that would be served better on the internet. It needs to be. I think the model has to be like you know Jonathan Ross hosting Film 2010, where he's uh, at a desk and he he introduces the next item or he'll review stuff and then you'll get footage of i'm not saying jonathan ross obviously but we'll get like the <laughs> guy from game imagine the guy from game trailers or whatever and then yeah, there'll yeah. be one one of his reviews which are really good on game trailers like every oh, yeah. episode so that will take up seven minutes or whatever and then you cut away to reports just like film 2010 does where you have people talking to developers about previewing games and stuff i think that could work as a format but yeah, it just the occasional just, sort of quick interview of cliffy b or some of the big names, like John Romero yeah. comes to talk to us about the history of Doom and math. Um, but you have to make sure it's not too wacky, because for me, even like the gadget show on Five is too wacky and zany for my taste. I can't... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's still all right. It, uh, the problem, the gadget show for me suffers from um, coming up next syndrome, where half the show yeah. is probably taken up by, we'll do this later in the show, and it's like, well, just do it. Seriously, I don't care. Surprise me. Yeah. I mean, because I, I guess a video games would be a cross between film, whatever, and uh, the old Tomorrow's World in a way, in its kind of tone, not in content at all, because obviously, yeah, know, I mean, technology games and, industry uh, is mature enough to make a mature game show. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be aimed at mental or super funny. It just has to be informative, you know. But if anyone tries, like like Sky tried to make a video game show, and it was a freaking for kids. It was like, you know, when they had kids come in and play each other at a game. Do you remember that? That was they fucking had, like, wacky, zany um, presenters. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was Games World, where it was That's different it. every day. Um, That's like, right. Mondays was, like, the Monday night challenge or something, where they'd get um, gamers to, or kids to play off against each other, and the winner would go through to the, um, like... Yeah. Um, I forget what the videator challenge that was it they called like these um, like hardcore adult yeah. gamers the videators um, including Big Boy Barry which was a classic um, and Big Boy Barry had his own show on Tuesdays which basically played out like a sitcom with the occasional cheat um, okay. <laughs> demonstration thrown in and Wednesdays the Wednesday show was the worst one ever because they attempted to be futuristic and um, futuristic. had this system yeah they, they had this system I think it was the first one of its kind where you could push a button on your touch-tone telephone and a little box at the program would turn that into a game command so you could attempt to play video games on the show <laughs> using your telephone. It was totally oh, disastrous. I've just, I've just realised who would host this program other than Jonathan Ross because it has to be someone with some mainstream appeal, right? So, right. Charlie Brooker. Charlie Brooker could host <laughs> it. He already... Try making his no, own no, no. Yeah, which was Games fine. Wipe was awesome. Yeah, that was okay. But uh, my main problem with Games Wipe was that I thought the mo- the biggest success of Games Wipe, that one-off special, was actually talking about how games are treated on TV, which is what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. But his actual rev- you know kind of review stuff was obviously because that I mean it was out of date almost immediately, and that these are all the problems that a proper sh- show would resolve. You know. 
Like, I don't know. And you could have, or you couldn't have zero punctuation because it's too sweary, but, you know, you could have little inserts like that. I guess GameSwipe might be part of the model, but that's the problem with those is they're very, because they had long, like the bit where he talks about TV uh, talking, you know, TV coverage of games, that kind of stuff takes a lot of editing and takes a lot of work. That's why there's only like six episodes of Newswipe every Every, year. You know, yeah, year but they've been, they're, they're, they're quite impressively done though because they're all com- mostly completely up to date aren't they so he pulls all the footage from the past week yeah they're really cool they, they, they get it all collated and stuff for that show but I suppose it's enough effort that after six weeks they go fuck me we need a break for like a year yeah <laughs> you couldn't really make enough of that and he's got his own job doing this. but I don't know but the, you know if you put enough into it you could make something a magazine program I reckon every week for a, a, like a, a, a series, just like Tomorrow's World used to be, or whatever. True, yeah. It doesn't have to be a long anyway. segment, does it? It could, you know, if you condensed all of Newswipe into a small, well, you know, into a considerably shorter, like five minute section or something, then there's a lot less work to do. Yeah. So, well, there, there are some topics, like, you know, the perception of video games that Brooker, um, like, would be good covered, at. Which, yeah, which are always changing, aren't they? Because there's always the games be art. Yeah. Um, Games our argument and how the media treats it, as just we mentioned. There's, there's always something to talk about. Well, I think we haven't had a Jack Thompson in a while. Well, we haven't in this country anyway. I mean, well, no, true. I, We've been fairly lenient. But there was that hilarious thing in the Daily Star. Did you see that? It was like I presume there's a lot of hilarious things in the Daily Star. This <laughs> was like the most comedy article. It was the most obscene thing. Like it was literally like two days or something after the roll moat thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yes, yes, yeah. I remember this. And they they printed this story which they'd literally made up <laughs> about the producers of Grand Theft Auto creating a game called Grand Theft Rothbury. <laughs> where you had to go around shooting people. And then they, they went to the relative of one of the victims, an elderly relative of one of the victims, and said, don't you think this is dreadful that they're making a computer game about the shooting of your son or whatever? And she was like, yes, it's dreadful. It's like, yes, we completely made this up. And they even had like a really badly photoshopped co- you know, cover image that they created for <laughs> Grand Theft Rothbury with the right font and everything. But... They obviously haven't realised that on the internet there are loads of fake um, Grand Theft Auto <laughs> cover <laughs> images. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like some, any town you could want, basically. Yeah, exactly. Someone out there will always have the bad taste to make one of these. But luckily, of course, Grand Theft Auto has made Rockstar so much, you know, cash that they basically had a massive team of lawyers descend on the Daily Star <laughs> and make them write the most grovelling apology in their own paper, which is so funny. It's like really grovelingly worded retraction. So, yes, we made it all up. would actually probably get some page space rather than a tiny column. Yeah. Which they usually do. It's the unnoticeable bit. Oh, sorry, we made a mistake. Fuck yeah. It. I think they forced them to make it a bit larger this time because it was the most flagrantly ridiculous story ever printed, basically. And, and the funniest thing was the way it was covered in um, the gaming press because all the headlines in the gaming press were like Daily Star makes twat of itself. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> so funny. Uh, anyway, so yes, gaming and media, interesting topic. But I think we should get on to <laughs> that gaming was a in general. Spectacular diversion from from Rob's like, let's get on with this. Right. But what we've been playing, and it's like, okay, now a hell of an aside. 
Wait, well, did ask for an aside hour. about my fucking mash. I'm not entirely sure how we got from my fucking mash to Grand Theft Auto 3. We went via Read the Fucking Manual and then oh, TV right, channels yeah. and then uh, onwards yeah. to media programming. progression, actually. So <laughs> let's move on to the main feature. Uh, Rob, what have you been playing? Well, this week I've been playing Cook MFM. Hardcore. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, Cooking Mama MFM edition. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Actually, Cook this, this has been a week of. Mash. It's been a, on a serious note, it has been a week of exploration for me in the gaming world. Every now and then I will take some time out to explore all the fucking demos that have turned up in the recent. Ah, few and not weeks. play any of the games you've been needing to finish. Yeah, tell me about Again. it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not infused really about much of the stuff I'm playing at the moment, to be honest. It's like, okay, we'll talk about that first, because I have been trying to put in the hours on Red Faction um, yeah. this week, because, my God, there's a lot to do. It's like I didn't quite realise how much there'd be, but it's, I've got to be honest, it's a bit of a grind, actually. It has a bit it of doesn't a... doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Sort of a... Um, it's, it's, it's weird, because it's, 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 it's good, but there's just not enough variety. There's a lot of these guerrilla actions which are not the main missions. They're just sort of side tasks right. which um, are not essential to the progression of the plot but you do them to get morale and things get easier if you have high morale in the in the world and stuff. And But there's far too many of them because you only need to do a few and your morale's topped out. Um, right. And then uh, a lot of them are the same so you get several in the same area of the, the same task like uh, the jailbreak house arrest ones for instance are uh, are a bit tedious and the uh, um, they don't really think it's the same building or anything though no no but they're they're, they're, places in the area the problem is is that most of them all boil down to the same thing go somewhere blow some shit up run away to a safe house (laughs) yeah but that's the whole game basically that's the trick but often it's trying to disguise that kind of you know, there is variety in Grand Theft Auto, for example, but a lot of the missions are drive somewhere, blow something up, drive back, you know, and it's the skill of the designers to make it interesting each time. And when that's yeah. lacking, you start to see... I think what see... they needed to do for Red My... Faction is... Because they made those, like, demolition challenges where it's like, take down this building using whatever we give you or whatever. They kind of needed to sort of integrate that idea more directly into everything else. So it's like, give you limited weapons for, for a raid or whatever. Rather than yeah, separating that off into like a playground where it's just like demolish this building, but you know no one's going to shoot you, shoot at you or anything. You just go and do it. <laughs> I think you're probably right. I mean, the best bits of those guerrilla actions are probably the the raids, the destruction challenges, and the the occasional defense mission. Although it is retarded that you can defend a place successfully, and then literally seconds later they'll go, "Oh my gosh, they're about to mount an attack. So you'll have to go back there." <laughs> I think the... that's just sort of an, a, a sort of a mistake they made when they were programming that that they didn't to tell it to wait for a period of yeah. time. It's Although just it as soon as that cool mission it... becomes available, it just it just goes, scrolls through all of them. It was pretty cool that it escalated the second time, though. So the, the fight That's was true. considerably harder. Um, but, you know what I mean? It's just that uh, uh, things move on. I'm, I'm willing at this stage to put it down to the fact that I'm still in what is essentially the first proper area of the game. I'm in dust. I don't okay. count Parker because it's tiny. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Dust is, by the looks of the map, the biggest area of the game. Um, so maybe there's far more guerrilla actions than there should be, just because of the 
you know, the size <laughs> well, of the area. They thought they could do more in it. And, uh, I don't know about that. But you still definitely don't need to do them all to get them around up in any of the other mm. sectors. <laughs> There's still, like, an oversupply, certainly. Well, yeah. The bit that I can't quite understand is why there are so many of these little things, and they could have... It would have been better to add more actual missions, because they're fairly varied, let's be honest. They, you know, they, they put you in some quite nice different scenarios because you know it's not just one thing you have to then go do another thing and then go do another thing all in one yeah. go and they're quite nice that's um, the meat of still the game feel, isn't it yeah they still feel sandboxy well yeah that's where the main game lies but yeah there's compared to the number of other stuff you can do they're few and far between it's like mass effect one so is the <laughs> only thing that, that you're way. working towards <laughs> yeah, if you're so. doing these guerrilla mission things you're you're boosting your morale up but you keep filling it all the way full. Yeah, basically, else to the, the only reason you end up keep doing them is because of the achievements. All, and basically, so, all of the achievements are do all of this thing, right? And um, which is pretty harsh, actually. Really, all the achievements are quite annoying. For instance, there are things to find in the world that, like, there's three hundred odd ore deposits and stuff. Right. And some of them are Weird quite about those... out of the way, and there's nothing on the map to tell you where they are. Like, if you've well, missed them, or they something. have like a little purple dot. Yeah, yeah, only on the mini map. But it's super though. tiny. So yeah. if you miss them while you're driving around or whatever... You can actually see them on the overview map if you, like, okay. zoom in. They're just, like, a little tiny black square. <laughs> yeah, like, how are you going to tell that And that doesn't tell you which ones you've already mined, which is the or... trouble. It's just, like, yeah. you just have to sort of know where you've been. I know what I mean, but the achievements for that and for the EDF supply crates are find all of them. Yeah, um, but it's not. That's the tar- thing that I discovered. Oh really? It's like there's like there's an achievement for EDF supply crates and propaganda, and yeah. um, I can't remember what the other one was. Some 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 other destroy something, but you don't. It's not all of them, even though it practically says in the achievement destroy all the whatevers, destroy yeah, all does, propaganda. It it's like it it's all. not literally all. <laughs> there's like quite a few extra. There's several extra propaganda, and there's a shit ton of extra EDF supply crates. It's like, in the last couple of EDF bases I went into, there was literally EDF supply crates stacked on top of other EDF supply crates. <laughs> At which point I'd already done the achievement. So it's like, oh, it's quite a few extra here. Oh, that's okay. So the, the number that appears on in the game isn't actually the total. That's just what you've got to get to. Yeah, it seems like it. Although, all deposits, I didn't find all of them. So that suggests that that probably is all. Okay. <laughs> And there's the recording to find as well, which are even harder to find because they only flash briefly on the mini-map. Um, yeah, as you're so driving the, past. And they're even more out of the way, so they're probably, there might be quite a few that aren't anywhere near the beaten track. Um, and you get those so stupid quite annoying. giant bombs from them. It's just like, I never oh, yeah, used one mobs. of those. <laughs> oh, I used one because I was going to try and take out the high-priority target in Dust. But yeah. I think I should have brought... a slightly hardier vehicle because I barely got halfway up the road to them before it started like suffering and so I got this <laughs> lovely massive explosion that did fuck all so I'm like well that was a waste um, and then promptly died because I was in the middle of the open getting shot at <laughs> by like those gauss cannon things um, yeah. so then it's like and then the game auto saved and it's like well fuck I can't even get it back <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a, a kind of an awkward that whole. It's, it's like you could equip them even even what you'd think would be hardy vehicles like the EDF APC or whatever, and don't actually have very much health. So, so it's like even putting a fucking giant bomb on one of those is not necessarily the best plan. It's like really when you, what, you have. I love those dump trucks though. 
Oh, what, the huge ones? Yeah, because they're the... super hard. You can just run through everything. <laughs> they're great. I like, I like, I kind of like how it's awesome where if you have a vehicle that has, like, extra seats, you get all the, like, the gorillas climbing into it and, like, sitting in the back of the dump truck as you drive along. That's kind of awesome. I, I, I did, I did picture monkeys just then. I do apologize. Oh, gorillas. <laughs> you oh, just get, like, gorillas. gorillas in the back of a dump truck playing cards for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> if you're going to have gorillas in a truck, why not play cards? One of them has a monocle. Yes, I imagine he does. <laughs> I like how you're not combating that. <laughs> it's just like, yes. <sighs> and? But yeah, that that, that <laughs> so, was kind of a neat animation thing that they did there with like how they climb in the appropriate spots in the vehicle and stuff. Yeah, and there are some neat mm-hmm. touches, like the conversations they have. Well, they're not really conversations, but the odd one-liners they say sort of yeah. change depending on how many people you have in the truck and things, which is kind of cool. Like some of them also, like, usually there's a little, like on the way to a raid or something, you'll have more than one people, so there'll be one guy shouting commands at the others every now and then, like, check your ammo! We're probably coming back in body bags. Real inspiring stuff. <laughs> yeah, just they, they the always fight. sound so enthusiastic. Yep, and they <laughs> always, most of the comments are "We're gonna die." <laughs> they always whine a lot when you, whenever you're like ramping off anything and hitting the ground slightly hard. They're like, "Oh yeah, shut up, you pansies!" There was one time where I broke. You know, I I I I put on the brakes, and someone in the vehicle just went, "Ah." Hey, yeah. that's because hey, he was I, trying I to deal. <laughs> he was trying to deal, and his monocle fell out. Oh, no. My word! <laughs> I say, yes, that gorilla was not happy. <laughs> yes. but, yeah. It seems oh, to yeah. me like anyway, there, there, uh, there's, there's red faction. I'm not saying it's a bad game. It just no. For some it seems to me like it's... what you're saying about this repetitive stuff, that if you're playing like Borderlands or something where you're getting all cool, all kinds of fat loot every time you did something, you know, you wouldn't be uh, so put off, you know, by having yeah, to do the same probably, thing over probably. and over. Yeah, probably. And you don't have the problem in Borderlands of you having to really return to somewhere quite so often because there's like there's like vending machines where you can sell off your ship in mo- most of the time in a very useful locations and stuff. So you don't right, always have yeah. to keep driving back to this safe house well, to the trick your wanted level and then driving back out to where you want to go. And the trick there, I suppose, might be... Well, <laughs> the thing is, the, the stupid wanted level in Red Faction is the classic kind of like... You don't even have to like keep moving to lose it. It's like if you get out of line of sight and then you just sit there for a while it just goes away yeah but that takes a very long time it's almost easier oh, to drive back to the safe true, house but, half the time but it's like you can like be on the way back to the safe house and then it disappears and you're just like oh right i don't have to be on the way and then you get the stupid thing later on where you can just teleport directly to safe houses which is useful if you're in the middle of nowhere i'm not sure if oh, you can actually that's cool. i think you may be able to use that even when you have an alert which would be really dumb but i didn't check that <laughs> Yeah, you just finish destroying some some serious shit, and then you just go teleport out of danger. Ha-ha. Yep, <laughs> just like ding. I, I, yeah, I that, have to that say, would be fucking cheap. it's like I Although... finished. It's like I finished Red Faction yeah, this week, so I can talk about this as well conveniently, just yeah, to link ahead. this in. Wait, but, wait, wait um... are we gonna are we gonna have to shout spoiler alert first? <laughs> well, I can basically. You, you you must surely already know how it's going to end, because it's really obvious the whole way through. And it's like, there is a tiny sort of miniature plot twist thing, but it's basically totally irrelevant. <laughs> wait, 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 I got this. Everybody dies. <laughs> well, a lot of people die. <laughs> Mason doesn't die, of course. You have to survive so you can be victory man. 
Does it so you can like be in the film. Regal? Oh no, it's not a film. TV series, isn't it? TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV it's series. Like, like, no, it's it's not a series. It's like a TV film. TV movie or something. Oh right, yeah. okay, yeah. Straight yeah, to DVD on. kind of thing. But yeah, it it basically towards the end of the game. Things start getting really dumb because I I mentioned last time you get that like sniper rifle that can shoot through buildings with its X-ray scope. Yeah, that, that just makes all the last few missions ridiculously easy, or, or at least the last sort of freeing the last area missions. Because basically, the last two missions in that in the last area, or well, not quite last area, but I'll get onto that in a minute. The last freeable area are like. Yeah, there's one where the idiots have snipers on the buildings, and they're shooting all the civilians. So it's just like, you don't even have to go inside the building, just look through the building and snipe the snipers. <laughs> that was really cheap. And then there was another one where it's like, the civilian council are having a meeting in the building, they're all traitors, we have to kill them. So it's like, and again, I'm just going to sit on top of this hill, look through the floor of the building, and snipe them from all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, lol, sniping. But then after Ooh, you... Guns. It's like, after you do that, it, things get totally crazy basically and the end of the game is like a lot of missions in a row basically so it, it is more like proper missions and less pissing around <laughs> well, that, that, that's cool at least it winds up yeah it does wind up pretty insanely it's like drive this tank to the top of a hill and fight this fight the big bad guy at the end and he's in the tank <laughs> but it's like I didn't quite manage to do it because like my tank got destroyed halfway up the hill and I was like Oh fuck! No, I'm screwed. I'm I'm being shot from like a million different angles because there's billions of bad guys all over the place. But somehow I got through that, and then I got to the top of the hill, and there's just an enemy tank there, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but conveniently, he was really retarded and kept trying to run me over while I was carrying singularity bombs. <laughs> so I was just like, drop singularity bomb. Tank drives onto it. Takes hell of that. <laughs> so. I really cheaped out because I didn't have any other explosives. It's like I didn't even have a rocket launcher or anything. So it's like, how am I going to kill this tank? Oh, well, he would just drive onto these singularities. How <laughs> you had it. You would have yeah. been screwed if it hadn't like tried to run you over then, I guess. Yeah, if, it, if the AI, AI was slightly better at driving. It's like, because I moved behind a wall, it's like, oh no, I don't have light of sight to him. I'd better drive really close. <laughs> I think what was clearly happening was that in the sky there was someone playing Command and Conquer who was like, oh, I could use the alt <laughs> key and click a... Yeah, what was the key you had to hold down for running people over with tanks instead of oh, shooting yeah, them? I think it was alt, yeah. Yeah, hold down alt and click on the enemy and he'll try and run them over. That was clearly... He was trying to do it for the bragging rights and he hadn't <laughs> reckoned on your singularity bombs. <laughs> yeah, that was really stupid. Yeah, so the, the, end, of the, the end of the storyline is lots of basically tanks and mechs there's like a whole assault in a base where you just get a combat mech, and it's like, woo, missiles! <laughs> Destroying the shit out of everything, walking through buildings. It's all fun times. Awesome. So, so, yeah, like, cool, it's more enjoyable we, at the end, I'd say. But there is quite a lot of grind. Do you the like it is, overall, of course, you don't then? need all the salvage, probably. Oh, good. I'd, yeah. say, I'd say it's pretty awesome overall. Mm, um, yeah. Just... I, I'm, it's like it's hard to say like don't do so much of the grinding because I mean obviously there's achievements so <laughs> that's the first first thing that yeah. automatically makes you go oh I'll have to do all of these missions obviously but then yeah. it's like you don't really don't need all of the salvage that it gives you but I'm hesitant to say like don't get it all because you do need quite a lot the last couple of upgrades are like 2000 salvage or something for the thermobaric missiles Right, and they're worth it then. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that, that was also pretty cheap. It's like when you get the Fermat missiles, demolishing any building becomes incredibly easy. It's just like, fire one missile, that's it. The entire thing explodes. Success. Oh, sweet. That's how I did the last high priority target. It was just like, I'm going to climb up onto this hill using my jetpack. <laughs> and there's a fire giant explosive rocket at it. And boom. And then it's all dead. Jetpack is also pretty funny when you get that towards the end. I was about to say, do the backpacks turn up in the actual game? Yeah, only the jetpack. Sort of. It's sort of a shame that they didn't use the other ones because some of them are fairly, fairly funny, <laughs> like rhino. rhino charge or whatever, busting through walls. But yeah, Although, the jetpack. They, they don't really useful. make much sense, like destroying walls with your face. <laughs> well, it has like that backpack. weird force shield thing that goes, it's like and like warps in front of you or whatever. I'm not entirely sure I'd, I'd be too willing to try it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unlike Alec Mason, who just sort of goes, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is, that, is, that is sort of a true part of that of the story, isn't it? Whereas Alec Mason, right at the start, he's like, I don't want to be in the red faction, fuck you guys. And then they're just like, go blow this shit up all by yourself. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in games when you just do anything for anyone that asks that seems like... Like, especially in RPGs and stuff, I guess. But, like, even in, like, uh, Red Dead Gorilla, it's, like, it's that people Red ask Dead <laughs> Red Dead Gorilla. Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, you know. Red that would be a great crossover. You, you know what I'm talking about. What's it? I, I was trying to get Bucket it right. Because I, I was trying not to say Red Faction. And so I said Red Dead. I got uh, that part right. And I got, I got the last part the wrong. <laughs> yeah, but even in that game, the... the um, cowboy game it's like people are always asking you to do stuff and you're like okay i will and it's like why you just you just ignore them and... yeah yeah mass effect has that problem as well doesn't yeah it? it's like like you meet some co- well admittedly a lot of the time you can say no but then you'll be missing out on shit so it's like <laughs> it's not as bad in the sequel because they took that on board because the one of the pc gamer guys just took an example of one of uh, the things in the first mass effect where you're on the citadel and there's these two people uh like uh well, wife having and a conversation, husband, having oh, conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're deciding what to do about their child or whatever unborn child, whether to like abort it or something, or what's it, some kind of treatment <laughs> that will stop therapy. a gene therapy. And they're like, "What are we going to do with life changing decision? Let's ask this random person on the street." Well, no, they don't ask you. You just sort of, or, or yeah, you sort of interrupt. Hello. Is there a problem here? And then within literally five minutes of conversation, you've managed to like convince them one way or the other, and it's like, yeah. this would never happen. And I think I guess well, no, you don't. You don't convince them, do you? They're like one of the the outcomes is you convince one of them, and of course the other one still disagrees, but goes fuck you. <laughs> is that off. it? Oh, yeah. maybe if you have the charm, you can piss thing, one of them you can off, fix but, it. Yeah. I can't remember, yeah. but. Uh, uh, even so, it is absolutely ridiculous, and they did kind of take that on board, I think, and because uh, the Bioware people read that and thought it was hilarious. Uh, but it's, uh, it's not really like that in Red Facts. It's not like people asking you to do things. It's just like the, the literal missions where it's like we're going to send you in against this base, and it's going to be hella dangerous, and you know you're you're not we're not even going to give you practically any backup and mason yeah. seems very okay with this he's like i'm he, I, clearly he's the only person on mars who has learned the trick of regenerating health <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, really strange, when, when like, you're playing a role you're you're in a role play game or in an action game it, you are almost acting the part aren't you and if you're and you're literally asking yourself where's my motivation aren't you sometimes yeah <laughs> 
And, and, yeah, Mason has that problem, doesn't he? Because he just sort of turns up and it's like, yeah, he'll do anything for anyone. And I'm, I'm blabbing here because I've slightly forgotten the point of where I was going. <laughs> yes, that, it was a very, this was a whole bit was fairly convoluted, I have to say. I don't think I got a point across very well either. I think you did. A, did yeah. I saw enough for you there? Uh, no, it was yeah. good. L- lots of <laughs> detail. No, I've gone. It's gone. Moment okay. has passed. There was something about a- Mason, and you know, <laughs> like, oh, the fact that everyone suddenly means you know that that was it. it. I find it weird that by the time you get to dust or everything, everyone's sort of going. Everyone knows who you are, yet somehow the EDF don't recognise you quite so rapidly. They still do. <laughs> That's but, true. You know what I mean? It's like but every guru, every colonist you pass goes, "We're going to help Mason," or "Keep fighting, Mason." It's like, how the fuck do you know who I am? Well, they're and like you've been doing this for like they? two hours. They're like, <laughs> they're like hidden gorillas or whatever. It's like if you start fighting, they're like, "Oh shit, Mason started fighting. We better fight too." It's like because you're like yeah. you. It's maybe a little weird that you become the figurehead of the red faction so incredibly quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I freed Parker. Holy fuck! Now everyone loves me. Because <laughs> well, obviously, in, in, in Half Life Two, you're like you're the free man. But it's been like years since you did all the your heroic stuff, so it's been a chance for everyone to like learn your name That's and a bit know of that legend, you're awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas if you just turn up and start fighting for them within about two hours, they're all like, "Hey, it's Mason. Let's fight." Maybe with if you've done something more impressive at the start, rather than just like yeah. demolishing an elf running building, the, yeah, and then running, running the fuck away, towers yeah. over. <laughs> That was basically it, wasn't it? It's like destroying some stuff and running the fuck away. <laughs> That's what you did. Oh, very heroic. Yeah. Nice one, Mason. <laughs> Is he called Mason? Life? Because, I mean, he's the opposite of a Mason. He destroys buildings, doesn't he? So he's <laughs> not, he's not really living. Like, <laughs> oh, there. is that it? The sledgehammer. Yeah. yeah. What is the, what's the masonry symbol? It's like a, oh, it's a measuring hammer? thing, a compass thing, isn't it? I think, isn't it? Or what, the stone no, masons, it, you mean? Like, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Because a hammer is like hammer and sickle, isn't it? It's like communist ideology, I guess, isn't it? A hammer, farming in general, I don't know. Red it? faction, lol. Red, yeah, so red basically faction. Basically, you're yeah. a communist. You're a commie, yeah. But that is the, basically the whole point of this game, isn't it? It's like, free Mars for the people, or whatever. That's right, yeah. yeah. Communist you're... state. <laughs> Go. And well, and of course, there's that fucked up Jenkins guy who's just all like, "Man, I'm going to teach myself <laughs> to breathe carbon dioxide. It's the Mars way." He's awesome. <laughs> and like Fuck the majority of gorillas in the 20th century, gorilla fighters, and I don't mean the apes this time. <laughs> the fight are communist, Rape aren't they? Like uh, raping. I don't know Viet Cong or in the in Latin America or Cuba. They're all they're all fighting for communist causes, aren't they? Of gorillas. That's you know that's only coincidentally because. You know, communism isn't so popular as you know all the other. So they they become the smaller party. Oh my gosh! Not like 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 if if democracy was the smaller party, they would be incapable of having gorillas. That's true. That's true. No, actually, I think it's like the best of two worlds. Though they've got dictatorship versus communism. (laughs) It's like in that respect, communism's probably not so bad. Oh no, communism is great if you can get it to work. It's just nobody ever manages to get it to work. It always devolves into authoritarianism because yeah, you can, you no can one... bet after the end of Red Faction that they'd be all totally fucked. It's mainly because yeah. they fuck up so much infrastructure in their guerrilla raids. It's like well, yeah, I'm going to destroy this about... garbage disposal plant and the mining facilities and the diggers. <laughs> it's like, there's, there's well, so what exactly are you going to do after you win? Yeah, 
They, they don't think to capture them, do they? It's like, oh, it's a wind farm. Like, we could fucking use that for electricity and shit, you know, to live. <laughs> yeah, but for it's some like, reason, those wind like farms only supply EDF buildings, and therefore we must destroy them right now, and not, you know, not worry about when we've captured the EDF buildings after we've defeated them. Except every single important thing is an EDF thing, so it's just like... Well, okay, what have we left you with? We'll destroy an entire goddamn bridge because it's an EDF symbol or something. Yeah, that, that's a good plan. That's helpful. <laughs> How do we get across the ravine now, bitches? Fortunately, you just drive around. <laughs> oh, yeah, jetpack. Everyone guys, jetpacks. Fortunately, there's not a road that goes around the edge of the ravine. It's just like, it's a longer route. <laughs> so it's a communist state, though, so jetpacks for everyone. <laughs> yeah, obviously. If you have the means, you know, I guess if you destroy all the factories, it's going to be hard to build <laughs> these jetpacks. Yeah, and yet really you can make everything out of salvage. So I guess you just need that one, that Solania woman to make everyone jetpacks. That'll only take quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so do they make food out of salvage? That, well, I guess you don't really see where they get food or all these, how they have beer all the time. Like, colonists con- are constantly drunk and, like, staggering around holding beers. It's like, where do those no, come actually, from? I think that's just how they're animated. <laughs> what, you mean badly <laughs> or... Swaggery anyway. <laughs> or drunken. No, they don't do, they do dis- you distinctly see, you know, holding beers and... Oh, okay, using. I haven't got that far then. <laughs> Well, you so might like just not have noticed because you don't really, you don't really see, you don't really. There's not really very often in Rogue Faction where there's civilians just walking around normally. It's like normally they're just like running in fear or whatever <laughs> of all yeah, the shit that you're true. just exploding. <laughs> I swear there was one time where I just turned up somewhere, got out of a car, and someone ran away, and it's like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose everyone knows me, so they were just running away from the inherent explosions. <laughs> yeah, what was going? <laughs> <laughs> what was inevitable yeah. uh, I, I have to say it's like following on from what you said last week about the getting out of car physics some of that is hilarious I mean, while it's pretty cool that you know how how sometimes they animate get, you know getting out of the car depending on which way it's orientated like if you flipped it or something the way they get out is kind of cool yeah like they crawl out, out of the windows window and stuff um, however sometimes I managed to you can park it at odd angles like I managed to get the car on its side basically up a mountain and get it wedged on a rock or something so I got out the door he got out nice and casually into thin air and then promptly fell over in dramatic fashion <laughs> and sort of fell pretty much down ragdoll time yeah, that, that was quite funny. And there was another one where I opened the door of a car, except I think the door of the car hit him on the way. So he just all flew off. So he was like, fdonk. That was quite funny. Casual. Also, but I'm a bit annoyed. The controls for getting into vehicles when you're in a stress is a bit finicky as well, because you have well, to because, not push any movement yeah, buttons after you like get you it, have otherwise to... it thinks you're detaching. Yeah, you have to commit. It's like you press the get in button and then you have to not press anything until you're in. <laughs> yeah. And it's too easy for you to just keep pushing towards the vehicle. It's sort of like, get in, get in, you fucker. Yeah. And does, okay. that, can- I'm, I'm... does that cancel the uh, I want to get in then if you're pushing towards it after you've pressed it? Yeah. Apparently any, I sound any, like, like Alan Partridge. Buttons. I'm being told I sound like Alan Partridge from afar. Well, Alan Partridge is on the radio, so uh, uh-huh. <laughs> might be appropriate. Radio too, Norwich, dear. isn't it? That that was the uh, fictional. He was fictional DJ on Radio Norwich, BBC. Call you American listeners. Is that right? Yes. And uh, did you hear that Stephen Fry has joined the board of Norwich City Football Club? 
<laughs> Along with Delia Smith, who's been there for years. You know, yeah. Why does everyone get? Why is everyone obsessed with Norwich? <laughs> I don't know. Is it like celebrities? Fuck yeah, Norwich. I don't understand why. Never mind. Well, it's not the Chuckle Brothers, so we're probably still good. Oh man, just imagine if they took over Ipswich. <laughs> Can't remember. There'd be, there'd, there'd be a new dawn. They supported. Tiredness. One of the northern teams, presumably. Burnley. <laughs> It may well have been. <laughs> Could have <laughs> been any then. So, Rob, have you played anything else? You said you've been playing Exploration, but yes. uh, you, went, you went straight into the, the major game that you've been playing. Yeah, yeah, we'll go, we'll go back to Demo Front. All right, what haven't I been playing? All right, I pretty much experimented with most of the Summer of Arcade titles, ah. uh, including Limbo. I'll start with that because it's probably the okay. most standout of the lot. This year's um, Braid, as it is also known. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Uh, it, it's totally deserving of that title because it's it, basically it, you, you, it's survivalist platforming. You have to just get from beginning to the end. If you die, it doesn't fucking matter because you only appear like a few seconds ago. Okay, um, cool. Like at the start of each section. So it's quite nice. It's just essentially puzzle platforming, a bit like Braid. you just got to try and work out how to get through the level, not so much pick anything up, just how to get through that particular section. But like Portal, the, almost. Yeah, Except basically. not like Portal, but the, the, in that the only goal is to get to the end. It's like, yeah. But, yeah, its defining features, really, are the physics engine, which is pretty cool, in that, you know, most of the puzzles are physics-like. Okay. Don't look bad. Even though they're scripted, they look... You know, most of them will be scripted and stuff, but they seem to have a fairly decent engine powering them. Like, the way you move around the world is feels realistic, the way you sort of grab onto ledges and stuff, the way ropes move and things okay. like that. It all looks very good and cool. sort of believable. Um, but the other thing is just the, the the super creepy, the ring aesthetic. Right, yeah. You know, like that, that the, the video in the ring or something with that sort of filter effect applied on it to make it all sort of weird at the edges and a bit yeah. grainy film and stuff. The whole game looks like that. Yeah. Um, in monochrome. And it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's weird because they've made the sound sort of... They only add sound that's necessary. So the whole game is pretty much silent, apart from your actions in the world and things that are happening. Oh, uh, okay. So it's, so it's no really score. eerie. Well, there is, but it's only used, as far as I can tell, on the title screen and on the uh, trailer video. The rest of the demo has nothing. Oh, okay. But, so it's, it's, it creates a unique feel and... I don't know. I think it's what eight hundred or twelve hundred points, which might be a bit steep because it's supposed to be dead short. Yeah, um, the demo isn't particularly long. Once you've mastered how to do it, you can breeze through it in like a minute. Well, okay, a bit longer than that, but you know, three or four minutes at most. I um, hear it gets quite hard at the end. Well, not so hard that you can't do it, but you know. Uh, so, despite it being short, you know, yeah. you, you might get a bit stumped for a little while. Or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like Braid, really. It's like there were certain puzzles on that that I'm not quite sure how I solved. Shit just yeah. happened. So <laughs> I imagine you probably don't get that in, in Limbo, but right. um, you know, because of the time travel nature of Braid, it's possible for things just to happen accidentally, whereas Limbo is everything's very precise um, and deliberate. Um, mm. So it's, yeah, but I, I'd recommend it, definitely. Well, but I'd probably wait then? for it. No, because I still think it's steep. Right, okay. So you're going to wait for and, it to come down. And I'm trying not to buy games at the moment, to be perfectly honest. Fair enough. Uh, 
So it's it's sort of a creepy feel then, is it? I heard it was Definitely. quite depressing and like. Well, sort of... yeah, because you play a kid and 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 it's just surprisingly gory. Right. Um, you know, for all being black and white and stuff, there's man traps and you you stand on them and your head gets cut off because it's just Ooh. the precise height for the uh, claws Kid's of this head. man trap to hit get you at neck level. Ugh, you know, and you can get impaled through the head by giant spiders. And yeah. okay. You know, it, it's all it's all fairly gruesome, but because it's depicted entirely in black, it's not so bad. But I see. Hmm. But how how stark is the black and white? It's not like a concept game, like fully black and white. No, it is absolutely completely monochrome. No but, color uh, at all. But grayscale, right? Not. Oh yeah, grayscale. No, it's not like our our idea of concept, yeah. where we literally restricted ourselves to a color palette of three. Yeah. Um, okay. But... So it's not just silhouettes then, or no, no. It's it basically the important stuff is all solid black, but right, yeah. um, like backgrounds and stuff will give like levels of grey to indicate you're going into dark places or oh, cool. slightly okay. darker places, and you know smoke effects and things. And it also applies this like cool depth of field effect. So stuff can be affected in the background, but because it's not in the same plane as you, it tends to be blurry. Um, which is quite nice. Oh, that's clever. Um, yeah, it's it's a very clever aesthetic. It's very functional, but at the same time, good looking. That you don't get confused with what's important and what's not. Right. It's very good. Very clever. Okay, I will look into that. Yeah, but well, I'm gonna. It'll probably be one I might pick up if it becomes a deal of the week, like a year or two away. <laughs> okay, because it's not going to diminish in kind of appeal, is it? In the same way as. No, no, in the same way that Braid is still awesome. You know, if, exactly. you, if you're after a game of that type, it's not going to age. I wonder yeah, if uh, Soldier Boy will make another comedy video about... about yeah, but you can't reverse time. It's not going to go, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, damn, the spider <laughs> shot me through the head. <laughs> yeah, he might. He might, he might yeah. get all excited about, oh, my God. But he wouldn't be like, oh, man, look at this dude. He's so geeky. And his, his time goes backwards. like, dude. What happened? He'll like smoke loads of weed and get really paranoid, and then he'll play it and like get even more paranoid. <laughs> oh, fuck, oh fuck! Oh fuck! Fuck! Speaking of that, right? I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. for, speaking um, of what? Well, well, it's a. Uh, uh, I, I was actually looking for ideas, like whether I should get something for for Zach for his birthday, which is coming up on Monday. So you're thinking like an eight? Uh, well, yeah. Well, no, I was thinking like, well, should I get him like a gift? game on steam and this might be giving it away a little because i basically sort of like started to started to run out of ideas and thought well there's not really anything here that falls into a zach like category so i'll just give the game away now and say fuck it you might just just get him railway something (laughs) (laughs) yeah and all the fucking expansions like a million quid Um, yeah but i saw this weird game when i was browsing like in the indie section called eversion Right. Do you guys know anything about this? It's no, look, never it's heard of it. A bit weird because, from initial look, it looks like a very cutesy, very old school platformer, sort of with a sort of. Uh, do you remember New Zealand's story? I really don't um, know. Where you played a kiwi, um, but well, you know, or Rainbow, uh, actually Rainbow Islands is probably the more famous one. You know, where they all sort of had that back in the day, where they, all the arcades had that same font and <laughs> oh. the text and stuff like and. Uh, um, bubble bubble sort of font look. And, oh, uh, right, yeah. It, it looks like actually no, that's it. It looks like Alex Kidd, the um, the plat- okay, yeah. Sega platformer. Um, 
specifically the Master System version, not the Mega Drive one. <laughs> um, but it looks it's like that, and it's, it looks like like a a really really retro platformer. Except you delve deeper into the description of the game, and it says things like it will set you on edge, and um, the, the trailer is presented in a really sort of it looks like an old school game. Except they've done it with this grainy filter again, and sort of like old creepy music. And uh, the, even worse, the achievements seem to suggest that as you progress through the game, everything gets a bit sinister and a bit dark. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm I'm quite intrigued by it actually. Okay, but you're not go- you're not going to buy it as a present. <laughs> well, well, I might if he wants it. Yeah. You know, it's only a few quid, so it's a bit of a cheap present. But you know, mm. it's, it's kind of the tradition with us. <laughs> That's true. That really is. <laughs> It's either like something really cheap or some kind of awesome like uh, construction job. Like Zach made me this freaking awesome like magic card holder thing, which I probably still got. Somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. It didn't and stay or, together. Or, or but it's... Even earlier than that, Zach made me some authentic wood blocks. Authentic, for... eh? Well, yeah, for like going tick tick. Holy really? <laughs> fuck! I don't yeah, remember do that. you remember those? You like carved some wood blocks or something that were a bit bendy, but they made an awesome sound. Oh, what you mean, like out of a literal tree? Brand. Something like that, yeah. I don't know quite how you did it because they 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 were actually like, you know, quite that, good. That may not have been, you know, intentional as a present. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe that, it just that, that could well have been scouts or something. Who knows? And then it was That's like, the I don't fu- they I don't, do. Oh, maybe, and maybe you're like, I don't fucking want these. Do you want them? <laughs> Maybe I I'm think that's probably it. more likely. <laughs> Maybe I'm remembering it in a slightly better light. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. If, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. That might be worth a, worth further investigation. Hmm, definitely. But anyway, other things under investigation. Uh, okay. Other summer of arcade game. Hydro Thunder. Oh, sweet. I, I hear that's good. I mean, I've been ex- I've been vaguely excited about that, and you guys have been a bit mad. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be as good as it used well, to be. And I'm still that way. It's right. Okay. To be honest, it it plays pretty much exactly like it used to. Which okay. Pretty much. The only it's right down to the bits of the presentation as well, which are pretty much the same, and the way that it shouts everything as you're selecting. <laughs> it. <laughs> so so you know you pick does like still, the, the, you pick like the ship and it still shouts boat. out. Yeah, if you, if you select an extreme mode, yes, it does. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it still does that. Although it doesn't have the, the siren that you hear in the background. <laughs> oh, the it still says you're crazy, but it doesn't go like. <laughs> well, it had like so. flame sound effect in the background when you're selecting the yeah. extreme guns. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still awesome. actually. No, I, I reckon I know what that, that that might still be in the game. But normally, when it's a, a car you've unlocked, you can hear its engine noise. So maybe if you get like to the end of it, the, like the engine of the extreme craft is like flame or something. <laughs> Uh, it was literally just flame in the old Hydro Thunder. It was like and the burning they, sound of. In, and if it's included in, in the game, the Chum Dinger is hidden, so I couldn't see that. Oh. The Chum Dinger. Um, but yeah, no, it plays pretty much the same. Other than they've simplified certain elements. For instance, you don't the 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 jumping mechanic in the original Hydro Thunder was a bit weird, wasn't it? Like you had to do like a a, a boost, boost or. Whatever. Or, yeah, and a break or something or other as you hit the water, right. wasn't it from a jump or, or, or could you just jump wave normally? or whatever? Yeah, there was. It helped if you were, me- if you were like landing. Oh yeah, you could get really big ones. Like if you just landed from some serious air, because you, you used the buoyancy of the water, you basically bounced super high. 
Um, but they've they've basically simplified this into a single button press, which doesn't feel nearly as cool. No. Um, okay. Also, whole, it, just, it was like you had to get awesome at doing the boost jump so you could get into the secret routes. Yeah, exactly. But Whereas now, it's now just, now it's just now like it's a one button push. <laughs> yeah, finding the shortcuts is a piece of piss. Um, really, not that, not as, not as, not as cool as it used to be. Um, you you also lose when you're boosting that sort of white glowy state that you used to go into, so you the can mash other shit out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist anymore, um, which is a bit of a bugger for an arcade racer. That was kind of cool. Um, mm. So that doesn't exist. Um, you still get the random other boats driving around, but occasionally that seem to be as quick as you. Like one, the, <laughs> like the, the second boats or whatever. Yeah, the second level in the demo has a uh, a pirate ship that follows you around that can somehow be as fast as your boosting speed. <laughs> With like sails. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> that, that 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 whole level's a bit weird. It's like like uh, a fantasy sort of world <laughs> and stuff. It should be yeah. like Somalian pirates with like an outboard motor, <laughs> like AK forty sevens. And they occasionally sort of go, <laughs> which you can hear over the engine noises, of course. Um, yeah, so it's it, I don't know, it's not bad. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. They, weirdly, there seems to the buoyancy fat part of water doesn't seem to exist. It's like driving on road, basically. Like, you don't sort of bounce around as much as you expect on the water. Oh. Except when there's, like, a big wave or something that sort of actually causes you to get air or something, and then you end up going straight into a wall. Um, but <laughs> the, the generally, the sort of the water isn't that great. Like, if you jump from a big height or something, you sort of expect to go under the water a bit and then bounce up. But no, you just sort of yeah. go, boosh, and you're driving as normal. Like, mm. with no real bounce to it. It, it. There's something wrong with the feel, and it's that's not as cool as it used to be. I mean, that's oh, the sort of thing you'd think they could improve with modern technology, like the water. Yeah. Not just graphically, but also physically, if you get my meaning. <laughs> yeah, while, I, while I totally understand what they were going for, it is a proper Hydro Thunder game in the sense that they've got everything right apart from the feel. And maybe it's just me looking at it through with, like, you know, retro right, eyes yeah. or whatever, but it doesn't feel the same as I remember it. Okay. For better or worse, you know, maybe it's a better control system, I don't know, but it's not, I was expecting that same sort of slightly loose handling, you know, because you expect from water and stuff. And Right, yeah. Don't know. Don't know about it, to be honest. And again, I think it's, I think it's yeah. 1200 again, so it's a reasonably wow. higher priced Eklar game. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Death Spank. <laughs> The game with the most retarded title in history. <laughs> Death Spank. Okay, I have to give this one serious props. It's doing a very good thing here. Uh, okay. Action RPG, developed by the same guys that did Penny Arcade Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, bringing the humor and everything with it. They seem to have picked it up off the guys, but lost the crude so they could <laughs> get a bigger audience, I think. So it's not all mm. about shit and holy fuck, did you see that giant fucking robot? Fucking hell. And, and um, hobos kind of pissing thing. on things. And hobos meet and yeah, and, and a urinologist and, uh, <laughs> and motherfucking mimes. Um, it's, uh, all of that is gone. Oh, but that doesn't mean it's not funny. It is still very, very funny. Like, you think it's just, funny? Yeah, okay. it's, it's genius. Uh, I, just like when you go to, you know how a lot of games will have that unlock the game screen? It doesn't just have one of those. It has a quote that goes with it and things like that. Like, he'll let Death Spank will say things. Um, 
he's the hero of the game, by the way. It's not just the name. Like, yeah. The, the hero's actually called Death Spank. Um, and it, it, he'll <laughs> say, like, a quote to sort of make you buy it. Like, what, one of the first ones I heard was, um, where's one? You have the opportunity of saving the world with your wallet. And, um, <laughs> which is kind of cool. But the cooler one was, um, if you buy just one game this year, you're not playing enough games. <laughs> Didn't actually have a sales pitch at all. It's just, there we go, that's fair enough. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's very cool. It, it's quite simplistic in that it's like, it plays a bit like a hack and slash, but with Zed targeting, so you can target who you want to hit and, um, <laughs> or oh, so targeting, as I guess it would be. So it's, it's not, it's like not played, it's not played, no, no, definitely not. It's not like a turn based okay. RTS. It's more of an action RPG. And so you, you control yourself in the world. It's, Right, 3D. And everything happens in real time, yeah. And uh, like the first thing you have to do is take out a squad of vicious chickens, um, <laughs> which are quite satisfying. Okay. Work, um, to save this poor demon witch's dragon larvae. Because <laughs> these vicious chickens are supposed to be eating them. But <laughs> I don't know, it's a bit strange. But yeah, that, it, it looks like a, it's got a lot of promise. I'm going to have to try this to be convinced because yeah, it sounds that's quite the thing. retarded it's, from this it, end. It, but... it is hard to describe. You, oh, you resurrect in outhouses. <laughs> they, they are, they are save and, and load points, basically. When Might you die, you, you come out of, of a toilet. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. It's, okay. It kind of reminds me a bit like, do you remember the Tick cartoon? Yeah, yeah. It has more than a passing resemblance to that. Like, Death's Bank actually looks a little bit like the tick. Like the tick, but, okay. Hmm. But, but I, I think that, it's good. It, it, put, it left a good impression. It was kind of satirical, wasn't it, of, of the superhero sort of genre at a time when that was, you know, unusual. I guess you get a lot of. Now you've got superhero movies, you get a lot yeah. of um, super, you know, popular culture like sending up of the superhero genre. But at the time when the tick was around, there weren't many send ups of it. It was all quite serious. Not yeah. serious, but you know, comics were comics, and then you had the Tick, who was like, you know, crazy or whatever. Yeah, the Tick was unique at the time, but now it's a kind of trodden path. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I still think it's you know, when done well, it still works, and this is a good example. Hmm. So, is Death's Bank a superhero then? With a really yes. bad name, <laughs> self-proclaimed superhero <laughs> oh, who see. spent his life uh, adventuring around, going through untold heroic acts, such as staying in the desert for a week. Turns out he stayed in Las Vegas, um, but never mind. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess Kickass would be an example of a modern kind of send up of comic book characters, wouldn't it? Kinda, it, although that wasn't really of... a. <sighs> it's hard to say, isn't it, with Kickass? Because it wasn't really a piss take. It was just sort of a. This could well, actually happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apart, oh, well, to a point. Apart to a point, from the yeah. Gatling gun, but. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff, and the, the ridiculous stereotype gangster characters who are so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, True. So Death Bank. But anyway, that, that that's quite promising, and it's the presentation has definitely gone up a notch since the Penny Arcade days. Oh, okay. Um, I think Hothead have definitely upped their game. Not that I'm saying that the Penny arm. Arcade games are bad, yeah. but yeah. they've uh, that there was always something a bit weird about the presentation. It didn't feel quite solid enough, you know what I mean, which was fine for a live arcade game, you know, because most of them don't do presentation well at all anyway. Mm. But, um, you know, there was always something not quite right about it, but they've definitely upped their game here. It looks pretty pro. Um, so good on them, seriously. Keep it up. Cool. 
Okay, uh, good news then. Yeah. Good news, everyone. <laughs> uh, what else have I tried? Did I talk about flour last week? I think I did. Uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. Go ahead, talk about flour. We, we tried that. The demo got re- They finally made a demo version. Um, so we oh, did I see. Fly. Oh, right. This is the old PS3 game. Not yes. old, but yeah. No, you... It's not a new game, but they, they, they yeah. released a demo for it at last. And, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, good, a good advertisement for 6-axis control. That's basically right. what the game is. It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lesson in how to do flight with a 6-axis controller. Because um, right. that's pretty much the entire game. Fly around as a petal to touch other flowers. Uh, yeah. And in doing so, it opens up other areas and you progress like that. Um, so as a game, it's really simple. But my God, it's pretty. Right, like, okay. just, just the, I don't know. There's something, it's, it's not like they're very massively impressive graphics, but it's just, there's just an aesthetic niceness to the, all the wavy grass and all the flowers. It makes you wish a place like that existed. Yeah, yes, it's, like it's very unconvincing grass. It's like, where is there anywhere that grass grows that long so yeah, where there's nothing, over where the there's, entire surface? Yeah, where there's pretty much nothing but grass, the occasional rock, and a, like a rose or a daffodil-type <laughs> flower, you know. I think the game itself, not just the demo, but I, I think if you play through it, it has like an eco-message where things start oh, to definitely. look not so nice yeah. or something, doesn't it? Or, oh, no, the game starts out as you in a sort of bustling city and everything, you, you know, your flat has like a broken window and stuff. And oh, after right, you complete okay. the first level, everything fixes up a bit. The, the town gets a bit cleaner. and um, So, yeah, it does carry a bit of an ecological message where it's like, well, you know, keep it clean, guys. Keep it green. But do you think six-axis flight is actually viable for a more for a normal game? I say. Well, normal. sure. Theoretically, the six-axis controller is just as good as the Wiimote for most of the stuff you when you use the Wiimote on the side, for instance. Right. Like for uh, I don't know, excite truck style control. Oh God! If you not imagine, my, not not my personal favorite, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was cool. <laughs> you guys played a lot of that when that came yeah, excite out. Excite truck was fun. It was totally awesome. Back when you yeah. actually had the Wii plugged into your TV. <laughs> well, well, still, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is plugged in now, but yeah, there was a large period where it wasn't. Um, yeah. Shows how much it gets used these days, other than for exactly. Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the six axis is totally capable of doing it, and it does it well, and it's responsive and works easily i thought right because it's supposed to be a fairly intuitive control scheme and the flower's supposed to be a fairly relaxing game that um naomi my other half who's a female non-gamer um non-gamer might be able to handle it and um i gotta admit for a relaxing game for me as someone who knows these things and picks them up like nothing it was an infuriating watch yeah it's impossible trying to watch people who, who can't play games so even, because, I mean, in, you know, even with the motion control, you'd think that would help, and I guess it does to a certain extent because you're not pressing buttons or anything. Yeah, but they just there's something weird about it. There's, I don't quite understand it. It's like the reaction times are slower than for some reason when they're playing a game, the reaction times get so unbelievably slow. It's like if you're in real life and you're walking and someone gets in the way or something, you know, it's yeah. like an instant reaction to just d- dive out of the way or something. So it's not like. It's, well, it's not like anyone has slow reaction times generally, but then you put I that mean, into a game world in a fairly sort of believable scenario that you know all you're doing is floating around and you're yeah. wanting to control where you go. And some reason that just fucks your mind right, their minds right up. Well, I'm I not even sure that flower is 
the most simple sort of motion control anyway, because it, it's sort of... Well, okay, it is three-dimensional, which I suppose could be... And it is constant, it, yeah. You have yeah, to, it's you like... Can, you you're, can't just you're, stop doing it. Yeah, it's not like, for instance, like, my parents got quite good at playing, like, Tiger Woods on the Wii, and that's like, you set up for the shot or whatever, and then you do the actual motion, and it's like... So that's sort of a casual game where, because it's not a constant thing. It's like you're, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're, you need you're able to prepare of... yourself to do the do the whatever it is that's required of you. Uh, yeah, I suppose for a game like Flower, you need this concept of the center point. If you yeah. see what I mean, that in order to yeah, fly in a straight sort of line, be aware you need to of the environment train yourself. You're in. Yeah, well, it's not just that. You know, when I say mean the concept of the center point, you need to know where to put your hands in order to fly in a straight line, for instance. So you're not tilting left or right. You're not tilting yeah, up because and down. There's no and returning feedback. to that point, yeah, and returning to that point can be quite difficult. But the, I, I, the bit I don't understand, right, with with new gamers is that you put someone on a steering wheel game, like a yeah. gnome tried Forza um, right. a long time ago when I had the That's Xbox hard. wheel out. Um, yeah. Or was it Grid? No, it might have been Grid, actually. Um, which I'll admit isn't isn't the most isn't the most realistic handling in the world. No. But they do that snake action, and she can drive a real car. I know. I I've not. I got my dad to try. But Forza then that's another sort with of steering wheel. He can't. He can't do it. You can't. That's and, another sort of um, feedback. It's like because possibly, but even it's, with force it's, feedback, driving, it's not get... the same as. Yeah, yeah but possibly, but same, even driving, and if you're driving a modern car, you know, even like my 06 Focus, which isn't like the most high-tech vehicle in the world or whatever, there's, admittedly there's a certain pull to centre, but there isn't really much else you feel that's essential to you to going the right way. Hmm. I, suppose you get the, no... I suppose you get the slight Gs in real yeah, life. Yeah, there's, but... no, there's no feedback to your body to tell you when you're in the middle in the computer game. But it's I can't like believe that, that, that those... Say if you're traveling slowly or whatever, because you couldn't even do it driving slowly. It's like when you're going, you know, the, there's not, there can't be a massive amount of g-force if you like just casually turning, like gentle curves or whatever. I think it might be to a certain extent. Sometimes it's just 3D worlds confuse um, people who aren't used to them, and uh, Naomi would probably be fine with playing a bit of Tetris or Mario Brothers, for example. <laughs> Uh, or two-dimensional space, you mean? Yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. and then you have to step up to the 3D because the first time you because it's it's quite a it's quite an unusual thing if you're not used to it putting yourself into you know navigating a 3D space. I think it's easier for men as well. I think that's one of the reasons that. Well, yes, uh, no, that, that yeah. there's there's good logic for that, isn't it? Because supposedly we're good at we're much better at spatial awareness than ladies. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And when it's not In even theory. a real space, like I can think of of video game levels that I haven't played for years, like Mario 64 or something, and I know the layout, and I know where the things are, I know oh, the landmarks. Yeah. But a, a lot of people, uh, um, women tend to navigate by landmarks rather than by knowing relative spaces between things in their minds. They're more like, there's the, you know, there's the pub, there's the, you know what I mean? And that's how they get yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I remember and, the, uh, the place rather than the geometry. Exactly, the geometry, and that's what's key in modern three-dimensional computer games, and I think it is a barrier uh, in some ways to um, go... Get that. I think it's one of the many reasons. The other reason, uh, one of the, another obvious reason, is games are targeted directly at, at 
guys, you know, marketing Generally, wise. Yeah. Like, no, no, no girl is going to pick up Modern Warfare Two on a shelf and think, "Oh, this is for me." Are they? <laughs> you know? Generally, I mean, not. No. I say no girl. Maybe some, but I don't know. Anyway, I know, I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you mean. but there's 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 not many that would actually sort of. If we were to say stereotypical stereotypical women, at the risk of becoming a bit sexist, yeah, no, no one's going to like guns. They always they want. They yeah, but that's not their, that's not their fault for being women. It's the fault of the people marketing it to the men, and they're only doing that because they know they can make more money that way. And they because know that's where the demographic yeah. is. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a vicious circle in that respect. But yeah, new gamers at th- in three D worlds, you definitely need to ease them into it, and especially the first person shooter controls of looking up and down and moving around, which has migrated oh, yeah. to consoles only relatively recently since sort of Halo. You know, that is a skill in itself that's like riding a bi- learning to ride a bicycle. I mean, once you've got it, you're fine. But at first, you're spinning around and, uh, you know, looking into the sky and, um, mm. you know, strafing. Yeah, look you know, is a difficult one. Yeah, and uh, you just don't, you know... The, uh, the other complication is just general um, two-thumb coordination, I'd say. The ability mm. to sort of move one thumb completely independently of the other one, which is something, you know, we find quite easily. Dual stick shooters yeah. such as Geometry Wars are... As soon as they came out, it was second nature. You know, we didn't have to think about learning the technique. It was just there. Yeah. Because we got I mean, so used to FPSs and things like that. Um, I'm actually using Katamari Damacy as a um, sort of training aid for that. <laughs> Introduced her to it, to it yesterday. She didn't, she didn't take to that too badly, actually. Yeah, that's not so bad, I guess. I mean, if you think about it, two thumbs use, is all you really use. Well, I guess you use the triggers, but two thumbs is the main control on a console. It's right? the main skill, and, isn't it? And if you think of any other controlling any other thing in any other machine in life, with a PC, you're clicking things with your index fingers and using the keyboard with your fingers. You know, a- any kind of control, you know, the thumbs the is thumbs quite don't rare. Give much of a look yeah. In. yeah. Yeah, when you're driving a car, you don't need to use your thumbs, do you? Just. Do you? Uh, no. Grip the, no, you just use them to grip stay the wheel. Your hand on the yeah, wheel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that in itself is unusual. I yeah, think, I suppose you're right, way. actually. Yeah. I guess you use I, it uh, for unless you're a TV ele- remote. <laughs> Either that you or you're an extreme texter. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, texting. Or mobile phone use in general. I guess that's the example, is it? Uh, well, it's TV sort of been replaced isn't it, with the phones. iPhones. With the iPhone, it's sort of going back to the index finger, isn't it, to a degree? That's true. Except for typing. What What is it that... I, I, oh, that jab pad. That's what uh, Charlie Brooker is calling the iPad. No, not pad. No, jab, jab something. I can't remember what it was, but that's his name. Jab slab. Because you do jab slab. Because you do just jab at it with your. It looks like you're uh, jabbing at uh, index finger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but getting uh, non-gamers into gaming is is uh, is a. You have to tread that road carefully and not push them into anything. Cause oh, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as I say, it was just watching. It was going back to the point. Flower was quite infuriating, <laughs> not because the controls are so difficult, but she conceptually had difficult with the concept of up and down and aim and well, basically the whole control scheme. Let's put it that way. The controls well, are good, that, but I she guess that's do a, it. yet another and, sort of. Um, Yet another sort of one of those things that you don't really think about when we do it that is actually quite a difficult concept is the whole sort of invert Y or not invert Y. It's like either well, or, no. they're equally sort of confusing. If well, you in, don't in, motion con- in motion control, it makes sense, though. You tip um, <laughs> the front of the controller down and the back of the controller up, so you tilt it towards you to go up, generally. Yeah. Which it, makes sense see, because you're lifting your nose 
essentially. You know, you're lifting. If you lean back, therefore you're looking up, therefore you travel in the direction you're looking. Yeah. That makes you, sense to me. And there's not, you can't really do it the other way around in motion controls. It doesn't work. No, you can't I can understand why people that. have that confusion with on a stick, because look up, push up to look up sort of makes sense. Although I have the inversion thing. I think of it like yeah. I'm pulling myself back rather than pulling the world back. You me know. too, yeah. It's um, a... Most people have the normal. I think. I think we're quite unusual, Rob. Actually, really, being inverted. Invert's unusual. Yeah, very. I think <laughs> nowadays I, probably. I, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it used maybe to be the other way around. Yeah, but nowadays I'm pretty sure it's. I, I'm not sure I know anyone else apart from you, because you're not inverted, are you, Zach? No, I. I, <laughs> I you flip, you flip switch, over though. every you're time a, you yeah, play I, Hostile Waters. You flip over, don't you? <laughs> <That's> no, <laughs> <that's> the, <laughs> it, it was. It was. Um, because I always, I used to be invert back in like Quake Two or whatever. Yeah, you could be asked to keep games. changing the option. <laughs> well, that that was probably one reason. But Actually, I mean, no, I, Dan, I, you used to play normal as well, didn't you? Back in the Quake One days. Uh, I seem no, to I, remember I, me having to switch it whenever we swapped players. Mm, I'm pretty sure mm. I always played uh, inverted. I'm not sure. One but thing I, I don't change is, and then again, I, I used to be an advocate of keyboard control. <laughs> I've I, I've changed well, I, around my uh, sticks on the console controls. I used to I used to look with the left uh, thing because it made more sense to me because that oh, felt what, more ball? like yeah because that felt more like the main stick you know the left stick and I thought well the mouse is the main do you see what I mean so mm. for me that uh, made okay. sense but then I I ended up there was a game where I had to do it the other way and now I've that's switched me over. Anyway, carry on. I've always thought but the yeah, long way around like, makes sense because you like left hand keyboard, right hand mouse, and right. Yeah, that's another logic, right isn't hand. it? Yeah. What, whatever logic works for you, basically. Yeah. But I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. remember what. I, well, it's one of those things where it's like I can't remember how I first learned how to do it all. Like what game would have been the first one where I was learning how to do mouse look or whatever. I distinctly remember. Although I guess that was after Quake Two, even, but. I distinctly remember teaching other people how to use mouse look when they were using the keyboard only. It's yeah. like, no, you fools, use the mouse. <laughs> well, a mouse look wasn't default on, on Quake. Well, WASD no, no. wasn't default. It was definitely cursors, I think, and you had to change yeah. it. And PC Gamer told me to change it. And almost the first issue of uh, where they were talking about Quake Deathmatch, which was before Quake even came out, there was like a beta which was distributed on Floppy, I think, or you had to download it with a 14K modem or something. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they were like, okay, WASD and Spacebar, this is the way to do it. You have to type slash bind forward W. And that was my first time using WASD, and that was just the, the industry standard from that point on. I don't, it wasn't even in the game, but the fact that you know, it was obviously the way to do it, I don't know. Yeah. But then it was like, so obviously, I mean, I was inverted for ages, but then when it came to uh, Freelancer, it was the game that switched it. Oh, yeah. Freelancer, you like you point the cursor towards the enemies, but that also causes your ship to turn. So you're moving yeah. the cursor around the screen, and if you're moving the cursor up the screen, uh, your ship yes. goes upwards. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that actually inverted me, because you're pushing upwards to go upwards, and then recentering it. So it's yeah. like that's how I came back to the normal knowledge. See, way. yeah, I had that. I had that problem around that time as well, very slightly because freelancer kind of fucked you up because of that. But then if you, the way to get around it is to focus on the fact that you're moving the cursor, not the ship. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 I, I if, if you convince your, I was about to say if you convince your brain that you're just moving the cursor and not the ship, then it's not so bad. I think it was because I played freelancer for a, like twenty hours straight over two days or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's just like I played it so much, it kind of just became natural from then on. Because you actually played it almost like an MMO before MMOs, didn't you? Because you actually did what you could do is like trading, like which nobody did, I don't think, in Freelancer. But you, well, if you, I didn't you, do it that much. <laughs> you did a bit though of like going out to an asteroid, and didn't you trade with the with? Or you had to change your standing with the bad guys in order to get the best equipment. Oh, but that was that was sort of. That wasn't like first time through or anything. That was like after, after you know, yeah, that's what I mean. Again, where you're like, play it through again and the, and deliberately grind up faction standings for the bad guys so you can get their awesome ships or whatever. Yeah, I always stuck with the ship that the uh, you get you get at the end because it's like it costs nothing, doesn't it? And it's worth nothing. So if <laughs> yeah. you sell it, it doesn't to anyone. It costs like fifty p, and yet it's like super awesome. <laughs> it's really but weird. not the best. <laughs> No, it's not quite the best. Mm. Know, strangely, the, the best, best ship, the best ships was was like the civilian fighter ship. <laughs> it wasn't any of the race, racial ships, and it wasn't any of the militarized racial ships. It was just the civilian, like the civilian fighter you get at the start. It right. was just like the end of that tech tree. The best civilian okay. fighter. <laughs> oh, cool. It's like the best ship. You had, but that was really difficult to get because you had to get like super neutral standing, so you could buy it from. Wait, did you buy that from? Because you had to do some weird neutral standing thing to be able to buy from the um, what they called the free stations or whatever. Oh, I know, like uh, the one that gets blown up at the start. Yeah, of the, the one that you're on. <laughs> yeah, free station or yeah, three. Or you had to do some weird, or, yeah. incredible neutral where you had to grind your standings, but to get them to neutral out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you had to keep balancing and keep looking to see which one you need to work for next and fly over there and do it. And... Yeah. <sighs> what a pain. That was very weird. Anyway, <laughs> modern games. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, flower. Yes. Back to what we were doing again. Um, uh, yeah, again, quite cool. Um, but I'd wager that £8 is too expensive for it. I mean, eight pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but that's eight hundred points for a game that is essentially six levels, and you get one of yeah. them in the demo. Um, I think we know where we stand with that yeah. game. It's, yeah. you, you play it for the for the visuals and the yeah. relaxation, rather than the except yeah. for when I'm watching it. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, one more demo, I think, on my list. Okie dokie. On my imaginary list, being drawn from memory. Um, which I played today, which was Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game. Oh, I hear it's good. I can't wait for the film. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I can't wait for the film. That's going to be totally crazy. Fucking Edgar magic. Wright is um, amazing. And, and, like, yeah. It's going to be like Hot Fuzz turned up to the max on, you know, his crazy editing that he's done since With Space. With extra and Wud. Yeah, exactly, because he's now the comic book elements to add to that. So it's going to be like every single thing is going to have a swoosh noise. Every camera pan yeah. is going to go... <laughs> it's going to be great. And I quite well, like the... Michael Serra as well, so I think yeah, it's all yeah. right. Uh, well, he, some... he, might, he actually comes across as a bit of a weird choice, but I think, because yeah. the... Well, judging by the game, which is supposedly um, more based on the comic book aesthetic... Right, um, yeah. He's a bit more of a cocky badass. Okay, cool. Um, but, you know, he's the front man of a band. You know, he probably is in the film. But, you know, Michael Cera doesn't have that image of being a bit cocky or any Not particular yet. badass at all. Because um, you think of him but, playing his Arrested Development character in every film, whereas he won't necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might be more of a badass than this one, yeah. But anyway, uh, game. 
is basically Streets of Rage <laughs> done in... Okay. The entire game graphics are done in super pixelated form. Uh, so it looks so, super old school, but well animated and stuff. Um, and with quite a lot of detail going on in the world at the same time. But, you know, everything's pixelated, which is cool. Uh, the music's all chip. The sound effects are all old school. It probably, properly replicates old school gaming, but with a modern feel, which is quite nice. Right. Um, well, you know, modernized feel. It's still the old stuff, yeah. but it feels sharp enough to be new. Um, cool. And it has a Castle Crashers style um, leveling system, so you gain more powers as you progress through the game, um, which is neat. Hmm, I guess that would um, be a comparison point, wouldn't it? Castle Crashers. Yeah. No. It's it's cool, basically. It's, it's hard to say anything more than that because it's it it is just a a, a beat 'em up, you know, a move a, a scrolling beat 'em up like Golden Axe, like Streets. Um, it is one of those games, but presumably it gets better the more you play it, and obviously you only get the. Again, it's, I'd imagine it's quite short because of the seven evil X's things. There's seven main levels in the game, yeah, um, which are quite long. You get one of them in the demo, and it's quite long. I'll give it that. Cool. It took me a freaking age, and I got to the end of it and died. Um, so, and then it puts you right back at the start of the level. There's no mid mid level checkpoints. Ah, so if you so lose all your so if you lose all your lives, arcade style, you have to go back to the start. Truly um, retro. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is. Which is cool, and it's designed for co-op mainly, so playing it on my own probably isn't the best way to go through it. Well, how many? Um, Does it go up to four? Like up to four, yep. Whoa, sweet. Which is neat, and there are special co-op attacks and stuff. For instance, if you all taunt, at the, taunt the enemy at the same time, you get like a band attack. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. it, I don't know, it's kind of cool. It'll be one of those things I would, I'd like to sort of run Zach by, basically, to see if he'll join in, and uh, it might, that might be worth a purchase, actually. Yeah, because I because again it falls in at the eight pound barrier, which for this doesn't seem unreasonable. No, that seems reasonable. Um, yeah, and uh, so is it comparable to Castle Crashers? Because the way you're describing it, like four pounds. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Up. Right. Okay. Other than other than the weapon system, which you don't get, and the animal yeah. system, it's it's it, weirdly it's sim- it's it's a bit simpler than Castle Crashers, but there's. Okay. It, it overflows with style more than substance, but How does it, it actually do... does it well. Does it have that sort of Castle Crushers where it sort of has depth and, and you have to kind of line up with the enemies, which is yeah, sometimes it does. doesn't it work does, it, well. it, it, does, it does it old school style, so yeah, it does. Right, but does that work better than in... Cause in Castle Crushers, well, everything's thought, a lot bigger. Let me put it this right. way. You don't oh, get the good. camera zoom effect like you get in um, Castle Crushers because they're going for okay. the retro style, but it, every character on screen is much bigger it is right cool at right, the same like sort of scale of streets and stuff so most the character takes up most of the screen um, cool. <laughs> and uh, mm. yeah it's good but i can imagine it's one of those things because the combat system seems a bit deeper because of it has combo moves and stuff and you unlock a new move every level by the looks of it um, right. rather than just periodically like in castle crashes where it's like every so many levels you might get an extra thing that you don't use um, yeah this actually seems to because at, at first you literally only get um jumping attacks and the choice between light and heavy attack you don't get anything else like you don't even get the run up and like a dash attack or whatever you have to unlock that um but you do get things like the ability to double tap down to do a quick jump into the foreground or a quick jump into the background and stuff. So there is a certain depth to the combat. Right. And there's a lot of timing and stuff involved, like make sure you block when this enemy's about to do, or don't stand near this enemy when he gets up because he'll kick you for massive damage. Or <laughs> stuff like that. There's each, there, are, there are ways to treat most enemies. and you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's cool. 
and there are shops, so you have to buy like snacks and stuff, which regain your health and stuff if you want to. Everyone drops money basically, and you can spend it on like if, if you're holding a snack when you die, you get some health back from oh, the I snack. See, yeah. um, if you or you can use it to buy um, other foods, which just uh, level you up. You know, do do your stats immediately, and some of them will actually give you permanent stat boosts. In fact, most of them will, like defense up or oh, um, cool. willpower up and things like that. So it's, but you don't get told what they do. You have to remember. You have to buy them and see. <laughs> how how sort of punchy and sort of violent is the, the you know the punching and kicking? You know, what I mean the combat. Um, Does it feel yeah. like visceral? Or yeah, it... uh, it's 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 got the same sort of level of impact as Golden Axe does, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah. sort of a bit more punchy, but that kind of with old school sound effects, it kind of it's a little bit soft, if you know what I mean. But it's yeah, it's it's less soft than Castle Crashers because Castle Crashers just feels like butter. You know, you yeah, don't really true. get like a like a hit at all. But this definitely goes like a dish. you do get okay. that sort of feeling you'll hit something. I can't remember. There might be vibration feedback as well with every hit. So cool. Can't Sounds remember really that. Good. Yeah, no, I'm quite now. impressed. I'm quite impressed. Definitely highlight of my day. Okay. in terms of gaming. Huh. Uh, and actually probably the highlight of uh, the demo run other than Limbo. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well that, that ends the demo section, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is, is I've still got stuff to talk about. I don't know if we want to move back, move to Zach and let me come back to it later. But... Okay, let's have a bit of no, Zach. No, let, let's not, because you know we'll never come back. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll run out of time or something. Well, okay, let's just I'll make, commit I'll, to one person. And then... I'll, make, I'll make this fairly short then, because it's it's not much to, much to say, really, other Go than ahead. a brief TF2 session and Red Faction. The other game I've been playing was the one you suggested, because it was free. Oh, d- uh, yes, of course. Okay. What do you oh, think? holy fuck. Actually, no, no, there's something else I need to talk about as well. But I'll come back to that. It's, <laughs> even, it's even more unexpected and awesome-ish than you'll imagine. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, right, the first bit is like Civilization Revolution. 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 On the iPhone. Yeah. Which uh, Zach's seen and, uh, as well, so he can comment on this. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know if you you picked it up and have played it yet, Dan. Because yeah, I had a quick go. I haven't, I haven't played a whole game or anything. But uh, no, yeah, I haven't played I'm... for an entire session yet. But it's uh, I think the closest representation of what we're thinking is it's basically Civ Two. Yeah, it's quite because you don't like you lose that. the complexity of Civ Three and obviously new Civ Four, but yeah. it keep cuts it back to what made Civilization sort of big in the first place. Hmm. And I, it's I like it's it. still crazy addictive, and you still keep playing it. And I have sat there and done like two hours in one session on it. <laughs> yeah, one more like, turn. And, that's the thing. Yeah, and not really realize. Yeah, the one more turn system really does apply. Although my only real complaint with it is it's a bit of a shoddy development. On yeah, know, the interface is bad, port, but the graphics are pretty awful. Right. Um, yeah. And they don't scale very well. And the road graphic in particular is pretty ridiculous because it doesn't right. actually properly join up. There are bits like a road just jutting out everywhere. Yeah, I have to admit, it didn't feel as polished as, as Civilization ought to be these days. No, yeah. it doesn't. And obviously it's not iPhone 4 geared up, so it looked yeah. a bit, looks a bit weird and a bit pants on mine anyway. But yeah. It doesn't free, run particularly so. quick. Yeah, but it's free and I can't complain. And it's kept me busy, which is the other thing. I have actually played it and enjoyed it. So, oh, Excellent. It's just presentation needs work. 
Okay. Oh, and the fact that the bloody science screen, whenever you say anything on that screen, the scientist has to play some sort of sound effect. Oh, like, the sound effects are really annoying. Yeah. And like, with, a, with a ridiculous computer sound in the background. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do retarded stuff like that, bring it back to Civilization 2's hilarious full motion video advisor. Yeah, yeah, damn right. <laughs> We're, We're number, number one in <laughs> and, the, and the way that they changed their clothes about three times through the different ages. So there was like an, yeah. an early one, and like a middle ages one where, well, the early one was like the military guy was in like a Roman centurion outfit. And then by the end, he was like a, a modern general and, and stuff with a five star helmet or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was pretty hilarious. cool. But uh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm... so it sound, sounds quite annoying, apart from the fights. Which, although <laughs> the, although the animation oh, style is, is weird and the music, the, the sudden influx of music is cool. So it suddenly goes dom da dom dom da dom dom, and everyone suddenly starts battling it out. But it the best be bit fun. is obviously when your guys win and they just stand there literally going woo, yeah, woo. <laughs> which is which is great. It's like yay woo, which loses just, its awesome as the game goes on because the music gets a bit more guitar-y in the fights later on in the game. Damn but obviously damn. tanks can't go woo. So, okay. <laughs> so they just sort of stand there. They just sort of sit there. Yeah. It should have it should have like the tops pop open and then these guys. Yeah, the guys go. <laughs> That'd be cool. I have to say yeah. uh, one thing I saw about oh, in the oh, news um, about. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say about have... something about Civ Five, but um. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll stick with the game. One thing I will say: fucking English longbowmen. <laughs> yeah. I like. I like uh, during the early stages of the game. Well, it was like medievals. Just about the beginning of the medieval stage or whatever, so I'm supposed to have knights and things, and I've just about got them. You know, you've just about got cavalry and knights and stuff, and they just come about. Um, I found a temple which apparently contained an ancient tank. Um, so I thought, well, like yes, Leonardo's gonna... tank. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. No, it's a proper tank. Like I okay. found it in this city, and and it's like, all right, holy shit, I'm just gonna walk over these bastard English. Um, and it got taken out by Longbowman. <laughs> it's like, sake. <laughs> Lol. It's a bit ridiculous. English Longbowman, totally evil. <laughs> they are hardcore. They're a good bonus. In in many games, oh. not just in Civilization, also in Age of Empires, they were pretty good, weren't they? The English Longbowman, I seem to remember. And the, the other thing, I remember, is just the English, like, um, sound effect for whenever the, the Queen speaks or whatever. It goes, um... um <laughs> Skiddly poop, clap tang, ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so English. Clap tang, awesome. ding dong. Totally cool. Uh, yeah, so so your Civ Five quote. Go. Oh, I was going to say is you know I was saying we were talking about I was saying the combat should be more like Advance Wars. Well, one step towards it in Civ Five, it's one unit per square. Ah, yeah, so, yeah, we mentioned that before. Yeah, no stacking. Oh, yeah. Oh, did we said that? Oh, never mind. The other thing about Civ 5 is, Zach, you won't like this news, but it does seem like they're doing that thing where they're taking features out and then they'll put them back in, probably, with expansion packs. Boo! So it's going to be shit like espionage and stuff from Civ 4 that won't be in it because it seems like they're trying to make, they're trying to make the core game just, you know, completely overhaul the core game and then they'll add the extra stuff later. Seems that way. So and it's the EA marketing strategy all over again. Uh, possibly, I don't know. Boo! I think it, it might be justified. We'll just see how good it is. Boo! Anyway, Civ Five. I, I, I think it could be cool. Anyway, more so that's that. Can I, I, can... I've seen with the Civ Five like 
so far what like you know the little preview bits of video or whatever <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen a single map that actually looks good not not visually but it's like all these like one square wide island corridors it's like that's not a sim map that's some stupid <laughs> it's like if, if you can only put one unit per square that's just like the ultimate choke point surely yeah i reckon that probably... i want some like more open planes please or something you could probably generate it however you like. They're probably just making them look. I mean, like that was nice probably I had in Sim Four as well, where it was like I could never get a map generated the way that actually, you know, <laughs> I thought was actually a good map. No yeah. matter what all these different weird generation options they have. Hmm. scoop. I'm gonna just uh, segue into a little bit of what I've been playing before Zach, because I've been playing an iPhone game just quickly. Because that's the only thing I've really got access to. Oh, don't don't forget my awesomeness. There's there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's the surprise news I haven't mentioned yet. Oh, okay. But I just thought I mentioned that I've been playing some uh, some more Plants vs Zombies, which I've talked about oh, before. Right, yeah. But uh, I've, that game is actually quite long. It's not a casual game, quite like Peggle is. It kind of suckers you into thinking it is, but you can't play it while waiting for a bus because it requires too much concentration. Cause hang on, hang you... on a sec. Dan, is that you getting? Is Zach, is, is Dan getting quiet a few? Have I just sat on? Am something? I getting quiet? No, I don't know. He sounds about normal. Okay. Okay. I think I just sat on something. Carry on. Okay. Well, um, yeah, because the resources kind of, which is the sunlight, just sort of appears on the screen on the iPhone, and you have to tap it to collect it. So not only are you planting, you're also doing the job of collecting the resources. So you have to be, and also that when you kill the zombies, they sometimes drop money, which you need to buy upgrades and stuff. So you have to tap on the money before it disappears as well to collect it. So you're constantly tapping, and you need to concentrate, basically, to play Plants vs. Zombies. It's not like Peggle, where um, it's turn-based and you can mm. stop and think about it and look up and watch TV at the same time because you just couldn't do that Plants vs. Zombies. So, but it is, it, it is really good because they keep introducing... There's so many plants. Like, if you start playing it and you look at all the empty slots of plants that are going to be filled by the end of different... Plants are like the different kinds of unit. So almost every level you get access to a new kind of unit or a new item or something constantly throughout the game. So you're always gaining stuff. And what often happens is there'll be a zombie um, class, a new zombie class that can only be counted by like the new items that you've got. So, But I have a bit of a criticism there because it's like those new items are, they're not really adding to your palette really because you can only choose a certain amount to use per level. And and some of them are only useful for solving specific problems that you only encounter on certain levels. So they're not really adding to your pool of, you know, they don't really interact. Useful they're more like, Yeah, they're more like you use these for these bits. And then later on, like I've just got to the last, uh, the, the first bit is in, during the daytime you've got the normal plants. And then nighttime you use mushrooms be, um, because they, they, they only grow at night or something. Or whatever, and at night time you don't get as many resources because the sun isn't shining, so you have to do it anyway. And then there's the next set you get like a strip of water down the middle, like a pond, and so you need to plant water lilies on so that you can plant plants on the water, and there are water plants. And then uh, then there's water levels at night, and now I finally got to the roof, which is um, gabled or whatever, so it, it's got an incline, so you need to use some um, plants that lob in a ballistic trajectory their projectiles rather than shooting straight. So as so there's a new class of 
plants that I've access to which lob cabbages <laughs> and for zombies as they come. But as I say, like it's like, oh, I've got to this level, now I need to use the cabbages because I can't use the old plants. So some of the plants you use all the time, but some of them like are very specific and they don't really interact in a way that's interesting. So I think that's a bit of a criticism. But uh, it is very do you, fun. Do you get warned about you know what you might need or not so or is it like a trial and error thing so you'll do the level you'll see some stuff coming and go oh fuck i need that specific item well basically i mean if you if there's a big warn if there's a big thing like the fact like for example the roof and you have to lob right then you'll get given the cabbage before that obviously and the bloke will give you some advice saying oh it's night time now or you know or oh you need to lob so you do get warned sometimes but um, when a new zombie type is introduced, there's a help section which you get later on. You don't start at the start of the game. You don't have a help section, so you can't look up what the different things do, which is quite annoying. But you do get it after a while, and uh, that help section tells you what all the zombies' strengths and weaknesses are. But the first time you meet a new type of zombie, there's no entry, so you have to at least play that level once to know what works against that zombie. No, but usually, it will be the plant that you've just got the level before, and you'll be like. You'll want to try it out anyway because you want to try your new toy, but almost certainly you're going to need that new toy, right? So you generally use whatever it is, but sometimes it can surprise you. Like the, a zombie can be really strong out of nowhere and you weren't really expecting it, or it can have, it could be a vehicle or something and you don't know how to deal with it. Um, mm. Like the zomboni, uh, which is like those, um, what are they actually called? Zambonis or those things yeah, on, so. on ice skating rinks that that polish the ice to make it an even surface. Anyway, so, yeah. But, yeah, long as well. Good game and long, and I recommend. So, yes, more Plants vs. Zombies. So, Do yes. you have to play it in one sitting, or can you save progress and stuff? Oh, no, it saves progress. So And the levels are only, like, two minutes max, I'd say. Some of them are longer than others, but... Um, and there are, like, quick-fire ones where instead of planting what you choose using your resources you just get a conveyor belt and it just gives you plants and you just have to plant when you get them mm. so that's like a there's like quick fire rounds to mix it up as well which is quite cool <coughs> yeah awesome so yeah so you recommend because i did look at it and say because it is uh considered on the like um best iphone games as one of the top ones you know yes uh, most people will say that it's popcap's best actually you know, well, Pegel aside, they were, they, it's yeah. usually a toss-up between that and Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, well, I think Peggle, is, as, a, as a game on a mobile phone, is perfect because you can just stop any time. I think that's wonderful, you know. Uh, whereas uh, this game requires, um, you know, commitment to at least play for two minutes or, or, you know, you'll probably get into it and end up playing for ten minutes or something. And that's more like something that's... I mean, obviously it's great on a... On, an iPhone, but it'll work just as well on a Game Boy or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like almost not less suited to the extreme throwaway gaming that on mobiles. Do you know what I mean? Like all yeah, other yeah. iPhone games. Yeah, so it's more like any other iPhone game, like Civ Revolution or something, where you play for a while. Yeah, so in that respect, but it, uh, it's, it's probably just as good a game, I'd say. It's very, very well polished. It's a really nice game. PopCap, really good high production standards on that. So yeah. Yeah, PopCap have kind of come to their own the last few releases. It's like I looked on Steam today at the PopCap collection and was like, ooh, okay, what else have they done? Apparently there's 30 titles on here. Um, and only two of them are Peggle. Two of them are Bookworm, which is kind yeah. of cool. I quite like Bookworm. Yeah, that's um, good. One of them is Plants vs. Zombies. And 
the other one is Astro Pop, which I sort of know because it was on Explar. Um, oh, okay. The rest of them are bejeweled, basically, and all kinds yeah. of other fucked up things you will never have heard of. Yeah. And it's like, bloody hell. <laughs> it's like, Popcat, you've seriously just come into the limelight with a few games and you've made a lot of shit in the meantime. Yeah, I think everything they produce from now on will be... Yeah, I think it will get exponentially better. Well, not, you know, but I think ever since Peggle is what did it for them, really. And I think Plants mm. vs. Zombies is their first post-Peggle game where they've actually... Well, you could argue that Bejeweled did it for them, yeah. really. That kind, that kind of made them a big name. Yeah, or maybe Bejeweled, yeah. But they've obviously got quite a big staff now and they can uh, concentrate on the quality, so it's nice. Yeah, the Peggle credits aren't small, so... Mm. Well, they're reasonably small, but, you know, for, for such a simple game, there's quite a few of them working on it. Yeah. So uh, what's your last uh, thing then? Actually, I've just remembered surprise. something else. Um, <laughs> before I get to the surprise, um, I will very quickly say, for the love of God, if you own Splosion Man, finish it. It's brilliant. I won't mention it. <laughs> spoiler alert. Okay. But it's so unbelievably unexpected and awesome. It's just... <laughs> yeah, some, I'll, I'll show Zach over the weekend and see whether or not we, I'm allowed to talk about it next time. Because it's... <laughs> It's just plain super. Okay. Um, but the other thing I saw was I was browsing the indie game section on Xblar, and I saw a curious title at the end of the current list for indie, the new releases list called Spin, and I thought, <laughs> and I thought to myself, no way, it can't no be. Way. And then looked, and then the image loaded, and fuck yeah, it had a picture of what looked like the ship from Spin. Like the sort of yellowy <laughs> sort of thing, and I thought, "Oh my god!" And I still the thought to red myself, on it. And I thought, "Yeah." I sort of looked at it and thought, still thought to myself, "No fucking way!" No so way. I downloaded it and played it, and sure enough, it is someone's attempt at remaking Spin. Oh, is it <laughs> the year, oh. the ages old shareware game of PC classicness, of PC magic that we used to play? Unfortunately, it shit. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that it's shit. Sorry, man, but you haven't captured the essence of spin at all. It's like it has a lot of similarities. Yeah, it doesn't have that sound effect. Annoyingly, you can run into stuff. Like you can, you can Whoa. like, um, yeah, that you can't fly over freighters now and have them go oh hi there. You bump into them and stuff. Um, oh, it doesn't have any of the cool sound effects, like the guns that were super, you know, super like really loud and stuff. So when you got into a fight, you fucking knew you were in a fight. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have any of that. The music is terrible. Oh, I mean, no. seriously, if you're going to try and make music for a game, I'm pretty sure Zach could have done a bad job. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> no, no, you haven't heard it. I'll show you that as well, but it's it's yeah. quite atrocious. Please you um, heard my you. attempt at making a fast tracker song. <laughs> it didn't well, go fast well. track is not exactly how you like imagine music to be, is it? But well, it's day. not like it's, it's like you put notes on a time scale. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's just practice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's. It's just not right, basically. It's split into levels as well, rather than one continuous game. Yeah. That has, like, pirate phases. And, uh, I don't know. They've still got the radars and stuff, but... That's I, quite I'll try, funny I'll try, that I'll try, they've done that. I'll try, yeah, I'll can try you and still get, avoid like, losing to... by just warping away as fast as you can until it goes off the end of the map? <laughs> no, the map rats. <laughs> that was so the best you, plan. You like, if you knew but... you couldn't get there in time to save the frame, you just warp in the opposite direction until it goes off the edge, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah, so I, I, 
Did it, yeah, it doesn't did, have did, that did, music. Did, 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 did it? Oh, anyway. So, yeah. Is that the end of your been playing? Yeah. I, I think I've taken okay. out pretty much all of this podcast. But Awesome. Should we get on to a bit of Zach before the end? How long do we yeah. actually have? <laughs> we are currently at 1 hour 47. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, I will. Well, luckily there isn't too much to talk about. I mean, we already talked about Red Faction, so that's... That, that nicely that, covered. That one's down. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I finished that game of Civ 4 that I started playing last time. Okay. Did I mention that in the podcast? Because you... Oh, I guess I didn't. Because you talked about Civ 4 and then I started the game. Because it was right. like, oh no, now I have the urge to play Civ 4 again. Yeah. And then I, I was trying to do a more warring kind of... You I know. think you did talk about it last time, actually. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Mention that. Started we, did. That. we did. Yeah, because well, I was yeah. the time before I was talking about it, yeah. That's how I knew uh, about the uh, the lack of stacking, because you went on to talk about your uh, hopes for Civ 5. Oh, uh, yes. Well, we yeah, that. so I finished, I finished that game by actually winning a domination victory. It's like, holy oh. fuck! <laughs> because you, it's like, you have to have, like, 50-something percent of the world's population and 64% yeah. percent of the map area. And it's like I actually, actually one way domination. Holy shit. So you succeeded yeah, that before. being very warring. <laughs> being warring and taking everyone over, did you then? It worked. Well, I, I wouldn't have said it was easier. It was like, I did have some convenient, you know, luckiness where it was like my very nearest neighbor was, a, was a, like a totally non-combatant race. So he was easy to wipe out. So I got all his landscape to yeah, that like, really build up off or whatever. And I think I discovered why... Oh, yeah, I, I do remember talking about this, because I think I discovered why those English guys with their miniature civilization had so much tech advancement. Oh, yeah? What was it? <laughs> it was because their their capital city was on the coastline, so okay. it had, like, five squares of water. But every one of those five water squares was a food resource. So it just right. got huge. So every one of their specialists was just, like, a million scientists. And every time they got, like, a... A great scientist. They just added him into that city as a super specialist. Okay. So it just had an insane science output. Awesome. So I think that was how they tech the head with such a small civilization. But then, so then you, I killed them. You killed them before they managed to launch a spaceship, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, it was only like 1918 or something. Probably not actually 1918. That would be a bit too much of a coincidence. <laughs> you'd, you'd actually need but, quite a few cities to actually build the spaceship, though, wouldn't you? Because yeah, yeah, you need to build all true. the parts, and it doesn't it's not just like a tech victory. You also need it's also a, it's a sort of tech and production victory, isn't it? Really? Yeah, but yeah. So it's like I I came up through that. It was kind of convenient that um, as I was killing the second to last guys on that continent before I got to the English, <laughs> something went weird in the English's sort of plan because they'd already teched up ahead of me or whatever but as i was destroying the second to last guys they were just building a million ships and it was like what the fuck are you doing so as soon as i started was like as soon as i started moving into the english's territory there was just like their entire coastline was just surrounded by boats <laughs> okay <laughs> and it was like conveniently of course i don't have to worry about that because it was a ground war but also luckily prob- probably about the turn i started the war i teched up past them on on ships so it's like I had better ships. It's like, oh, no, I can kill you all. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just mop them up after after you've taken over all their territory? Just using yeah. your battleship yeah, or whatever you have. Get, get, my, get my destroyers and bonus ranks by killing a lot of units. It was kind of nice. But That's it was really... really funny because it's like I finally wiped out all the all the English, like 
well, I didn't wipe them out because they had like a stealth overseas colony or something that I hadn't noticed. It's like, ah. Oh. Do you have an incredibly <laughs> squeaky chair, by the way? Because it's sort of going, ba-dong, 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 ba-dong. no, it's fireworks. <laughs> oh, what? Fireworks I have no idea why there's fireworks outside, but you know, it's, it's in August. It's like last, like last week where we had dogs and helicopters. Now we've got fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> dogs flying helicopters. Yeah. But yeah, so it was it was quite a funny bit towards the end of that game where it's like I wiped out the last of the English on the continent, so I owned the whole continent. But then uh, as I was coming up to it, it was like, oh, I'm at like 55% of the land area. So I took the last cities. And then, of course, when they're in their like uh, anarchy state after you capture them, they don't have their like whole area. <coughs> right. They don't they don't have their whole area around them. They only exist in one square. So I didn't own that little bit of extra land. It was like, oh, oh. So you, oh. it's like I'm waiting extra turns for them to stop anarchying so they reclaim the land area around them. Right. <laughs> and then when the last city finally uh, finally unanarchies and I've claimed the entire continent, it was like, what's the land area I'm owning? 63.92! Fuck! <laughs> it's like, I'm so precisely percent short. <laughs> <laughs> of winning the domination. But luckily, luckily there was a convenient one-tile island that no one had built anything on, so I was just like... Put a settler and put it in a transport. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! It's like you raced over there and started a settlement on a on a literally on a one square yeah, island. Yeah, one square point <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> awesome! It was a casual yeah. ending. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool story. Yo, dog. Good Civ. And I think I was playing on Warlord, so that was like not quite the easiest difficulty. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Nice one. What else have you been playing? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess the only other thing I could think of, I mean, apart from general team fortressing and that kind of stuff, yeah. um, I also play quite a lot of Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was just like, I'd, I'd played it before it became slightly more famous through that TF2 thing where they posted on the blog about the weird Minecraft level in Team Fortress. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I had played it before, but then it, when they mentioned it, I was like, oh yeah, Minecraft, I just see how that's doing. And, well, there's not much to say about it, because it's just, a, you know, it's not really a much of a game. It's just like, you run around the landscape and dig up stuff, and then craft it into things and build buildings. <laughs> it's, it's, it, you know, it's a sandbox. It's not a game as such, I guess. It's right. sort of in the same vein as Dwarf Fortress, only probably even less... You have probably have even less goals in Minecraft than Dwarf Fortress. It's just like, don't die, and you probably want to build a house or a base of some kind, so you have somewhere to put all your crap. Yeah, slightly more graphics than uh, Dwarf Fortress, I imagine. <laughs> well, I guess it's like arguably like it Dwarf has Fortress, graphics. It's like Dwarf Fortress it is like way. it's displaying a lot of area, so you're seeing a lot of stuff at once. But obviously, it's not. It's symbolic, so it's like. You're not really yeah. seeing it. You're like inferring what it is from the symbols. Where in Minecraft, it's like it's hella low res, but it is 3D and like <laughs> you know, individual blocks are of a specific type, and you can yeah, see that everything's specifically square, isn't it? Everything is cubes. Yeah, made up of weird cubular shapes. Enemies made of cubes, and I guess not everything is technically cubes. You pick up things which are flat polygons, items. <laughs> Yeah, but they're made of, like, pixels. <laughs> yeah, they're pixelated. So yeah. It's okay, it all fits. But it's a funny game. Yeah. Just, like, okay. 
build weird towers or whatever. Bit fucking random. <laughs> yeah, it really it it really you know, is not like, in the good sense. It's just it's not like random shit happens that much. It's just a really random concept and yeah, as Zach says, not much of a game. I don't yeah. see the fun value particularly. <laughs> it's intriguing, but it's because you don't have the correct like you don't have that weird urge to like randomly make shit. <laughs> it's like you want a game with a purpose. Yeah, I, have I, am goal. A bit that, I am a bit goal-orientated when it comes to gaming. Mm. Whereas it's I like little big spend planet, hours digging playing random levels, crap out of the ground. It's like Little Big Planet. I don't mind playing the levels, but making the levels I'm not so good at. I had a thought, right? Thinking about Little Big Planet, actually. Yeah. Like, if they were so big on their um, like uh, creation tools, do you reckon they could go down the route of like The Incredible Machine or something and have like builder puzzles where you need to build a sort of level in order oh, to achieve a certain... You're needed, yeah, you're needing to input actual items yeah, rather a than bit just like stickers the, um, or whatever like they tried. <laughs> or a bit like the Trackmania um, puzzle system where you have to build a route with a, with a limited number of pieces or something. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool then. If it gave I you like a random that. selection of physics-based objects in Little Big Planet, and you had to like build and use them to make a really unstable series of platforms or something to jump across. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the perfect um, scenario in which to sort of make one of those games. Maybe you can using the uh, the new and improved creation tools, but maybe yeah. someone could make a game like that. But in the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I hope you're listening, Medium Molecule. I want to see one of those again. They were cool. That would be cool. Hmm. Okay. This, was there something? Things. Was there something fairly recently that attempted to redo the Incredible Machine? Well, there was that like crayon physics thing where you could draw the objects, where it's like you physically drew shapes and then they became physics objects, and you had to like stack them up and join them or whatever. That was sort of in the same vein, I guess. Yeah, because those are always those were always cool. The Incredible Machine just sort of stands out as one of the best ever made, but. It was mainly the best. It was, it was mainly awesome because you could do really stupid shit. Where it, like you could combine things in really ridiculous ways and ways that were sort of buggy and like things that weren't meant to quite work like that. Where you could like all all the really ridiculous things where it like propel a mouse across the level using a series of fans and trampolines <laughs> to chuck yeah. it precisely into a hole or something. That's genius. That'd it be so good. Imagine that in 3D with modern physics. That'd be like impossible and hilarious. Yeah, you yeah. Can, you that's can, the thing. You can never make a game like that in 3D. That's the problem. Yeah, it'd be yeah. really bloody hard. You can make 3D graphics, of course, but it would yeah. still have to act act in a 2D plane. You see, this is why I'm thinking Little Big Planet. Damn it! Yeah, it has exactly. half the framework it there. It has a it has a good physics model. It has the 2D plane. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. Yeah, I'm sure it'll. I'm sure you. It'll be an option. At least to create that game <laughs> if Sport it isn't built in. Yeah, yeah. LBP3 somehow. <laughs> cool. That'd be cool. That's made me think I... about Trackmania, actually. Yeah, Maybe that's worth the purchase. <laughs> I'm sure there I was something a... recently released on, you know, not that odd, not recently, but not that long ago that's basically the Incredible Machine. Just well, yeah, they have made modernized graphics. Of basic remake type things, but they're never going to be as good as the original. The original oh, had no. so many freaking puzzles and everything where you had to find the Especially weird, the incredibly precise ways to do it. Yeah. Incredibly precise ways to like 
pull off these ridiculous maneuvers. Where it's like, where the funny, the, the, it's like the most difficult ones is where it like gave you objects and you had to use them for a purpose that wasn't what they were for. Like you had yeah. to use the bottom leg of a trampoline to hit a ball sideways as it bounced off into it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, those are the weird ones. I always think I remember one where what was there was a little bloke, wasn't there? Was he Mel or something? Oh yeah, Mel. Um, wasn't there a level once where you had to propel him about the level by um, positioning so you precisely landed on the top of crocodiles mouths so when they opened they they bounced him around (laughs) so you had to do it in such a way that he never landed in their mouth but bounced around so he reached the goal that was ingenious and another game of that similar vein of ridiculous I don't know why I'm it's not really relevant, but it's like I just thought of another game in that same vein was the classic of Chips Challenge, where it's like, so many levels! You can be here forever trying to work out these goddamn oh my God, weird yeah. puzzles. Chips, Chips Challenge was fucking huge. And Kai, do you remember Kai? Vaguely, not as much as Chips. Well, no, 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 no one can forget Chips, you know. They're so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, Kai was the or one Chips you really challenge. liked, though, wasn't it, Zach? Because Kai was the one where, you, where you're literally just a ball, and whenever you... Um, uh, it was like a grid-based puzzler where stuff moved in the world, but you had to find the path through it to avoid everything. Um, and whenever you moved a square, everything else moved a square. Or, oh, right. you know, everything moved in turns. Yeah, I think I sort of remember that. Because I think you managed to finish it, and I didn't get very far because I thought it was fucking <laughs> difficult. But <laughs> that is the classic. It's like those old school games that had shit tons of levels were always awesome. Like Elastomania as well. That had so oh, many yeah, levels, yeah. and it was so goddamn difficult. <laughs> Elastomania. Basically, the, the Elastomania is which should have seen a resurgence in popularity after Trials, because basically Trials is Elastomania without the Elasto bit. Yeah, without the weird wheels not actually physically attached to the bike, so you can kind of hang off them by the suspension yeah. through the hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally doesn't work in real life, but what the hell, it was awesome. And the and you know the balance system wasn't just lean forward, lean back. No, it was shovel like shove yourself. Yeah, forward, it was like so moved digital, lurches, <laughs> digital flicks forwards and backwards. Yeah, well, it's a so you can analogically dodge lean. Well, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's more realistic for sort of air control, but it's less realistic for like riding a bike. It's I like guess, leaning yeah. forwards and backwards to keep your balance makes sense. <laughs> I suppose you do have to lurch though to get any momentum, don't you? Or, I don't know. Well, yeah, for those kind of bigger movements and air control, that made sort of sense in the last <laughs> Awesome game. game. Yeah. Dostastic. Yes, all, all those old school DOS games that were totally awesome at the time. Do, 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 do. I still can't believe skin. Spin was there. I could probably name a few more. Piranha? But, yeah, we probably not. Well, Piranha was a bit more modern. <laughs> at least invisibly. That was just stuff we got off my PC Gamer cover discs. That was <laughs> well, that's pretty true. much. Before the, the internet, that's where it was. Popular, yeah. Fuzzy's World of Space Golf. Oh, that yeah. was ridiculously hard for, for like for a mini golf game, and you know, like freely up to mini golf. That was hard, but not ridiculously hard. And yeah, mini golf games have sort of 
died horribly, aren't they? They still exist, but they're always, always terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> no proper I... people would try and make them any longer. So they yeah. made Actually, in... I think, but in fact, I'd, I'd wager that Monkey Golf was better than most mini golf games these days. <laughs> but that was an extremely weird version of mini golf again, where it's like kind of monkey ball. It's like that. The weird sort of monkey ball physics where the rolling is kind of it kind of decelerates or whatever. It's like it decelerates faster than it would if it was just free rolling. Well, it does it to a point. Weird. Then when it's slow, it decelerates really slowly. You know what I mean? You <laughs> yeah. seem to roll for a long time at slow speeds. And then those levels were just designed to be ridiculous. Yeah, all the monkey ball golf levels. When ninety percent of the time you just fly straight off the edge. <laughs> Well, this has been meandering. Yeah. So that's all you've been buying then, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, Zach? Yeah. yeah, I was just trying to think of any more. Couldn't really think Played of any. Played any Eve this week then? Uh, only a small bit. It was pretty much just logging in to check on planets as usual. I heard a I comedy story about Eve. This, You know how you occasionally hear comedy stories about Eve? Like, <laughs> yes. Well, um, this one involved, you know, the new... Uh, you'll have to explain how it works, but like, you can now pay in-game currency for game time, right? Yeah. Whatever. And they're called something. And that, that game time kind of ticket is an item in the world. Yeah. Isn't it? It's uh, they, yeah, I know, I know what story you're clicking about now. Yeah. But it was it was this really really stupid thing where originally the way they did it before this late latest patch that changed it, which is what this story hinges on, the way it used right. to be done is when you bought a real life game card with real money. You could right. put the code on it into the game, and that would generate the in-game item, and then you could sell that on the market for the in-game cash. Right. But um, the patch that they did made it so that those in-game items could actually be transported, because before right. they were locked to wherever you generated them, and then you could right. just sell them on the market. But then they made it so you could move them around, which theoretically has some advantages, because it's like you could regional markets, so it's like... You'd only when you'd sell right. them, they'd only appear on that region's market. So obviously, you can move them around for small advantage. But the thing is, they're worth so much cash in game and in real life. It's like fifteen dollars or whatever, and then it's like three hundred million isk in game. Yeah, in, 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 in even world, that's still a lot of cash to be transporting yeah. around. <laughs> but then some idiot was transporting like seventy four of them or something. <laughs> that's right, seventy three. <laughs> so it's like fifteen hundred dollars worth of stuff, and which is like several, you know, multiple billions of isk. Who's <laughs> yeah. transporting them around and got blown up? What a time! Yeah, what, by, gonna... by by other players or. The yeah. other players saw it was there and they tried to steal it, but they accidentally blew him up and that that destroyed oh, the shit. cargo. He got rid of all the it, cargo. Yeah, it it will. I'm I, I'm not sure how it exactly how exactly it works with with those specific items because normally when you destroy a ship, it's like approximately fifty percent of the items in its hold and all the guns on it get get ejected, survive right. the explosion. So maybe they were sure. thinking. We can blow them up, and then maybe half of them will get destroyed, but maybe we'll get the other half, but no, it just destroyed them all. <laughs> they didn't get any. And it's like game verified, so this they, story, isn't so, it? So the, the guys that blew up the ship like supplied their like game API yeah, key kill mail. so that you can verify it so it's actually happened. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's really hilarious. It just got blown up. And, and of course, that money goes nowhere apart from to the developers because no one uses that game time because that's gone. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently there's like a petition to get the, uh, the, the makers to like donate any, any exploded 
uh, money to charity, <laughs> which I think is quite a nice idea. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still quite cool. It's quite a hilarious story. Yeah, that one. Like so theoretically, he was carrying a lots of uh, lots of other stuff, and you know, he got the fifty percent of the stuff that came out was just happened to be the fifty percent, not including the <laughs> the seventy three. Yeah, game possibly, time or maybe it was like all the stuff in his hold died, but then all the modules on his ship survived. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that could work. I, and like I said, I'm not entirely sure how it works for the flexors. They might not. They might always be destroyed or something. If it, you know, if, if the developers were bastards, that's proper harsh. Did they did they tell you why he was transporting them? Well, I I didn't see it in any of the stories. People assumed it was because he was somewhat foolish and had like because when when you enter the game time codes into the game to generate the item, it creates them in the station you're in. So maybe he'd like created them all and then was like, oh no, I wanted to create them where I was going to sell them. <laughs> And then once once he realised he could move them, he foolishly decided to move them, <laughs> which was not the right plan. <laughs> so funny, <laughs> poor guy. Or at least, or at least, if you're going so, to like wait, try this, and move what does that, this mean like, though? Does it mean he's like fifteen hundred actual money out of pocket, or yes. did he spend all his in-game money on these? I, I don't know whether they were... Because that would be terrible if it was his actual money. It's like... <laughs> what, that is the yeah. most retarded thing anyone could probably do in a yeah. game ever. Yeah. Yeah. Is actually <laughs> lose real money by being a tard. Well, it's the equivalent of real money, isn't it? Because you could yeah, convert no, the but isk if... into money. It couldn't you real money if you... If yeah, you no, if it was... It. You can if it was sort of isk, do it, it would... but not very much. I was about to say, if it's it was isk, it wouldn't... It wouldn't be quite so mad if it was just, you know, his in-game cash that he lost. I mean, it's retarded, but... But why know, would he could... spend ISK on, on the game Ike vouchers only to sell it on for more ISK? You, wouldn't you can do that, make a you? profit in some cases right. if you, okay. like, buy low in one region and then ship it... And then, well, <laughs> he fought, presumably fought, he could buy them cheaply where in some backwater place where people were generating them and then, like, you know, selling them cheaper because it was inconvenient to because you couldn't move them all, because they, they didn't want to fly all the way to the main market to generate the item. So mm. it was like, I could buy them slightly cheaper out here, take them in, and wait, sell wait, them for more cash. So there are ways of manufacturing them for cheaper than no, uh, CCP sell them for? Or? It's not like... I mean, obviously, in real money, they're, they're always going to be worth you know $15 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. their in-game ISK value will vary depending on... Oh, I see. So they're actually on the market as well. Yeah, how much volume there is, or whatever. They're volatile. It's awesome, isn't it? (laughs) But because they're like, but because they're like the probably the most expensive item. Yeah, most expensive single item that you can easily fit in a ship's hold, probably. (laughs) Tempting. Yeah, because obviously a big battleship or something is worth a lot more than fifteen dollars, but you can't Mm. transport it in a ship's hold, can't you? Because it is a massive ship. (laughs) Not very many at once. (laughs) Right, and that's significantly more secure than shoving. Because the thing is, the way it sounds is like I I totally don't have any confirmation on this because I haven't actually sent the kill mail to see what ship he was in. But it sounds like he wasn't exactly protecting them very well. (laughs) It's like he had a lot of these things in not a very good ship. Supposedly, like I'd understand if he'd been ha- carrying them in like a freaking giant, you know, hauler or whatever, because those do sometimes get ganked. But it takes a lot of effort to destroy those. Okay. 
But the way it's the way this report was worded seems to suggest he wasn't exactly protecting them very much. She was just flying a shuttle, you mean, or something? <laughs> yeah, because they they do have like no in-game volumes, so obviously you can fit a lot of them in a small space. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they take up in-game the kind of the volume of a credit card or something, so you yeah. can make a whole stack <laughs> yeah. of it, stick them in your ship. That's hilarious. Oh, he displayed the first rule of Eve, where it's like. Basically, you never want to be transporting a cargo that's more valuable than your ship. <laughs> it's like, if the cargo is worth more than the ship it's in, you're doing something wrong. Mm, or at least have some kind of escort or backup or scouts to make sure the route isn't, <laughs> isn't camped by anyone. You could pretty much transfer that to real life. If if the thing you're transporting in, in the road vehicle is worth more than the vehicle itself, then you should probably... Oh, but that must happen quite a lot, to be honest. Like, secure core vans... Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. If you do, then have have security. Yeah, security. <laughs> Make yeah. it party. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. In that case, it's like, but people move must buy expensive tellies and put them in the back of their shitty '99 Fiesta. That would be an example. Of, that would be <laughs> doing it, it wrong, or, though, wouldn't it? Or or, or, it or an expensive computer or something, just to move it to a land party or something. That's it's true. like in real life. It's, in real life, you're not going to suddenly get hijacked by road pirates and your stuff. <laughs> no, you'd have, to, you'd have to seriously crash your car or something. Yeah. Be then, that, then that would be your jacked. fault anyway. It's like, if you crashed your car that had an expensive TV in, it's like if you self-destructed your ship with all this stuff in, then you would have or been left retarded. it unlocked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, time is drawing short. We have yes. two and a half minutes to... Uh, two and a half minutes. <laughs> two and a half minutes. And, That's slightly well, more than usual. Well, yeah, okay, it's not totally short, and we have been sort of, like, going off on a meandering tale of gank action. Are you going to go across <laughs> the other side of the room and shout two minutes? You're uh, going to be Mexican Rob again. I've, I've, I've got a whole 30 seconds till Mexican Rob turns up. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, well, it wasn't Mexican Rob, was it? Do we give him a name? Is it Fernando? <laughs> Fernando Campos. I don't know. No, I don't know. Speaking of which, what the fuck is that Lady Gaga song about? Like, is she actually like t- talking no. random people's names or something at that point? Yeah, it's Alejandro. Just, it's Alejandro and Fernando, which are both real names, obviously. But uh, it, it's just two minutes. <laughs> that was the least convincing. As I dropped the headset. It's just an album song that isn't as good as any of her main songs, but they had to release it because every Lady Gaga single has to be the biggest thing ever. So, I don't know. In a pre- I don't know. I didn't know if it was like more from the album or if she's just adding more tracks to the album. Because that happened, didn't it? She released the album. And yeah. Like, Here's the same album, but with more. Rihanna did that about three times with the <laughs> uh, with the Umbrella album, whatever that was called. That came out about three times. I don't think she's had it one since. So she, oh no, she has, hasn't she? Yeah. Never mind. Pop music. Umbrella. <laughs> that was a that was our rapidly like off topic glass. Off topic because we didn't yes, really go uh, very much on. We did go, We went actually off one to be honest, yeah, we've we've stayed fairly. Uh... You always say that, Rob. You always <laughs> no, sum it up. It's like, we've said that. We've, like... we've been doing that the last few weeks. More focused than we were when I was originally saying we were focused. It's amazing, because I've, I've... Apart I've from my talk... MFMs, Tav. Because I've only talked about one game that I've played, Plants vs. Zombies. Like, I've played nothing, and yet... There's been, <laughs> been less random. So it's like, obviously I yeah. need to play tons of stuff and then uh, and, I have and loads as, of stuff as with It'll be more week, random. I'll be saying something like, oh, I'm not going to play anything new this week. 
And then inevitably somehow I'll still have something to talk about. You will. So enjoy that next week. Uh, join us again Second. on the Zalacast. Oh no, 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I need to fill a little bit more space, right? Do we have an ending <laughs> that's not just a random cut today? You can make this a really long bite. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to clean that up last time. I was making one. I was making. I was starting one, and now you said thirty seconds. And now it's probably about ten seconds. Ten seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Join us again on the Salacast for more ramblings about games and shits. <laughs> <laughs>